timber stretches me towards the sky. Mountains mine in emotion, but I'm proud to feel alive. She'll be coming around the mountain like an old familiar friend. Feeling that it's good to be back around here again. It's good to be back around here again. Chasing the sunshine right in the wind. I tip my hat to the time I get to spend around here again. Well, it is a late May evening here around the old oak table here in the Taylor Park, and we are experiencing, I guess, what would probably be our first unnamed storm of the season. season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little tropical moisture starting to stream in, getting some good lightning. Um, No wind, really, with this one, but uh, we're talking several inches of rain over the next 24, 48 hours, like a few flood warnings out yeah. so uh got to keep the state green you know that's right um i had noticed over the last couple of days that there were quite a few uh brush fire mm-hmm. like alerts popping up so uh They're i think well. we're about to turn that corner from the dry yeah. season to the uh wet season yeah. if y'all would uh just join me by holding hands here we're going to say a prayer for lake okeechobee and uh make sure <laughs> that with the wet season coming Lord bless uh, the Caloosahatchee. If we could please keep the, <laughs> the keep the water levels just under control, <laughs> and and if we can, just you know the blue green algae at bay, and uh, please don't forget Port St. Lucie. And you know just no matter what, send it west, send it south. Just don't send it to Stewart. Amen, Florida. Amen. <laughs> here, here. Thank we, you, we, captains. And, Thank you for not letting the captain stop the north of Lake O Reservoir. Right. And for those of you that can't see, we or were read. holding hands. We were. Well. All right. So uh, that, that Senate bill passed, huh? Which one is that? Oh, that one that was. That evil. Bad bill. Oh, like one. 508. Kill the bill. 805. 508. 508. That talked about, you know, all the. SB 2508. That's right. I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get in on that action because, I mean, no. we the, didn't catch any shit for that. We were the only people. In the aftermath of that, in the aftermath of it, there was some really nice swag that came out oh, of that. There was rally and tally. The rally and tally cups. We'll um, you know, there's a budget for those marketing events, okay? Okay. And when there's extra budget in the corporate world, you right. got to spend it. That's you right. You can't have that or you won't get it oh. next year. Are right? you talking about a surplus? Yeah, well. What? You can't have that. Got to get that money. I mean, after the hotel bills, the bar bills, and the restaurant bills. Steak dinners. The steak dinners, all that, they still had enough money to get custom engraved rally and tally. I guess rally and tally fit better than the oh, Tallahassee boat show. <laughs> I, I get it. Which is now. fair. Oh, <laughs> Tallahassee. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Got it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> And here we are thinking we're pretty cool with stickers. I know. I mean, shit. We gotta. We gotta fucking level up. We don't have our, our own swag game, huh? Engraved yeah. Yetis. 
See, I thought it was a numbers thing. Tally. We did get that Stanley no. the one time, right? But oh, we paid for that. Never mind. No, 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 no. That was a listener. It was gifted. Send in. Oh, that was from Kevin. Was Kevin Reynolds. Kevin Reynolds. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's right over there. there. Right there. So if uh, you know, you ever want to check it out to bring uh, apparently sometime beer back in for the crew three years ago i called him dad bod reynolds which i have no <laughs> recollection of doing it was i'm not gonna say mortified but when we saw him at the film tour he's been working out he was he's he's cut. Yeah. he looked great and not in a gay way no, not no, in no. a gay way no, just no. in a wow <laughs> And he said, yeah. He was talking to Carl. He was like, yeah, Ben told me I had a dad bod. And I was like, I need to change that. And I was like, when did I say that? You know what, Ben? You made, you made a positive impact in his life. and uh, well, you That's know, I the think Ben influencer. He'll probably what, thank you for it. From here on out, you're just known as Dad Bod Reynolds. And yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with that. The, the real ladies love to dad bod. Oh, come on. They got to have something to hold on to. Just, just saying their muscles. I mean... You can you're, have going six, you're going six-pack. I'm going keg. You can have muscles <laughs> with a dad bod, okay? Strong men still get ladies. Lady boys. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, three of us here at the table are going to be able to participate in the uh, first topic of the evening. Mm -hmm. um, Jameson, uh, though... Just sit over here in silence. He, he did have a... I followed on social media the day after when I got my service back. Okay. I was going to say it's a very valid. Yeah, well, he had he had an excused yep. absence. Yeah. Um, so uh, the fly fishing film tour event, the F three T that we brought to New Smyrna Beach uh, to benefit Marine Discovery Center. First and foremost, everybody that listens to the show. Um, that bought tickets um, and came out or bought tickets despite the fact that you lived hundreds of miles away and knew that you weren't going to be able to come out, um, as well as a few of you who said, hey, I live too far away, but you know, really dig what MDC is doing and the fact that you guys are partnered with them, so I made you know, a $100 donation. Um, Big tip of the cap to all of you guys because, you know, we just put these things, like, together, and without you guys, it's not an event. Right. Um, you know, the the kudos goes to you guys, the listeners, the participants, and uh, you guys can collectively pat yourselves on the back uh, once the expense of getting the film tour, which you have to pay for... Um, Plus the uh, other little things like the uh, portalettes that supported the event, et cetera, et cetera. After all the expenses, we still um, were in the black um, two, 2K to MDC. Yeah, wow. yeah. which is so, awesome. Yeah, um, thanks to all of you guys. So, uh, And more so than, than that, um, when I sat down with uh, the staff at Marine Discovery Center, I'd like to pass along their thoughts on the fly fishing film tour event that we held there. And not only were they pleasantly surprised at the camaraderie and the apparent good time everybody was having from tailgating to mm -hmm. being patient with a little bit of a hiccup with some technical difficulties getting started. 
they were super impressed with the films from a standpoint and and they're not fly fishing people they're you know they were very impressed with the number of films that had conservation messages and just how basically in that evening you know you're you're traveling the world through film Mm -hmm. whether it was you know swedish lapland or you know wherever those films took us all and they confided in us or didn't confide in us they just told us like point blank like this is the first event that they've held there where when they were done at the end of the evening they all looked at each other and said this is the type of event this is it this is what we built this amphitheater for and that's coming from them after having done several movie nights family movie Mm -hmm. nights with like you know Captain Jack Sparrow and you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. Which is great to get the kids on the campus to do like a family movie night. But this was one of the, you know, our event was something that like was relatable to their mission. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the segue into let's plan for next year. Right. And I was like, all right, let's start planning for next year. So uh, we're going to uh, endeavor to make it bigger and better next year. you know, I thought it was a little bit under-attended from what I had hoped to see. But uh, at the same time, everybody that I spoke to seemed to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the tailgating was super fun. and yep. um, There were a few fresh faces. Yeah, there, yeah, there were quite a few. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few. I, I mean, I'm pretty firm believer that there were people there that got there because they either saw our event posters or heard about it through the grapevine. Um, you know, somebody shared something on Instagram. They weren't Mm -hmm. necessarily listeners. Um, specifically there was, uh, probably like five to seven of the older fellows from the, um, mid coast, mid coast fly Fly fishers. fishers. Yep. Yep. And I'm guessing that they probably don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) Maybe they do. Maybe they don't, you know, you never know. You, you never know. Um, but uh, they came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we're going to try to do it earlier in April next year. Um, you know, still after the time change, but earlier in April, just so it gets darker a little bit earlier, because it did yeah. end up being a little bit of a late night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, the weather. Oh, it was so perfect. perfect. <laughs> it was so perfect. And... Uh, the we, wind blowing just right to yeah. keep the bugs away. And it was like right before there's a chill in the air. It didn't get to a chill in the air, but it was like Oh, it got is, to a chill in the air. Oh, I, yeah, was, there I were, was wearing a freaking hoodie by the time There were it was a couple over. Yeti blankets that got pulled out and yeah. wrapped around. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but I remember <laughs> but, I mean, like, I'm not cold. I'm, this feels good. I mean, I was a real warm blooded, but it was chilly. It, it was, I mean, it was a good chill. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I like, like to say a slight nip. As as chilly as chilly can be in Florida, mm-hmm. yeah, Let's, right. There you go for April. You know, it's relative. Yeah. <laughs> no snow was coming down. Right, <sighs> thank God. From from an outsider looking in, I mean, it looked like an awesome event. The tailgate looked great. I'm upset I didn't get to try some of the uh, good man. There listen, was some I'm, good I'm a, food I'm pretty, all around. Pretty big burger and dog and tailgate fair aficionado here. So, well, there was a very um, wide range of. Um, you know, offerings oh, that people brought from to prepare. Um, seafood to tacos. Yeah. Um, 
you know, personally, I did um, a couple of different flavors of wing, smoked wings. I smoked them first, mm-hmm. yep. and then I finished them off in different sauces um, on the flat top. And then um, Jacqueline, who came down all the way from Nashville, stayed stayed with us a couple of days. Um, she and Shannon made a couple of uh, phenomenal dips, crab yeah. dip. Super um, good. Yeah, a, a bunch of bunch of stuff like that. Uh, Shannon made some shrimp ceviche uh, that was really good. And then um, I know another group was doing tacos yep. along with, um, God, what else do they have at their tailgate and then clint was doing that smoked sausage from texas mm-hmm. um I the jalapeno cheddar oh, um that sausage and all of a sudden i'm hungry again yeah. now oh, yeah now it was good here's here's where i was a little bit surprised and i mean i have to admit a little bit disappointed mm. a, little, a little disappointed really yeah um, I I feel like as the hosts of the show, the evening, the event, we should be the hostess with the mostest. Mm. And Ben showed up <laughs> with a Traeger <laughs> and uh-huh. then set it up. Yep. We got power to it. Yep. <clears throat> Turned out to be a great warmer for some of our stuff. Oh, but Ben didn't bring any meats. Ben didn't bring shit. Ben and his crew <laughs> pub sub. had pub subs. Yeah, that is not fucking so, tailgating, man. So, Did you so let get me the expl- party platter of pub no. subs. No, hold up. So let me run through real quick before I forget. Yeah, go ahead. Have you opened Ten, that grill yet? Nine. Yeah. Eight, yeah, there was dip in it. Seven. Um, six, I threw it away. Fingers, yeah, yeah, five, it's fine. Okay. Four. <laughs> so, three. We got it out within 10 boom. seconds. Damn. So, <laughs> what happened was there was all this stuff going on in the text. We started talking about what we were bringing, and we had a DM that certain things were going to be coming in, and there was going to be enough for our whole crew. So, it caused my brain to snap a little bit because I was going to do like chili dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was the whole the whole time going over there. I was like, "Dude, I'm going to fucking have some of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have some of these. I'm going to have some of that." Ben's going to be doing foot long dogs, and I don't care if I fucking puke before the show. Right. I'm having a fucking chili dog. Oh, chili dogs. <laughs> then it all happened. Foot long chili dogs on I, the Traeger. I was I had a plan, and I will execute the plan next year. And we get there, and I'm still setting up. Like I, we're still putting tables up and stuff. Yeah. And I look over, and Ben and Daisy are like. Smashing, fucking eating, smashing, <laughs> smashing, <laughs> fucking pub so, Like both of them had like mayonnaise and mustard, like up to fucking sweet, cheeks. spicy sriracha. Thank you very much. And I was a like, sub, you didn't get a pub sub each. I was like, what is going on over there? No. So, and then I realized they have nothing because they were losers. They so were already tailgating. <laughs> there is, I, I'm not at liberty to describe. What I was trying to do, I was trying to have... Choose your words carefully. I'm a trying a, a certain item repaired that had more cook space. Oh, uh-huh. And while on the phone with customer support to get a part swapped out, 
they did not understand the vintage and caliber of the cooking item I was working oh, with. Really? Yep. And gotcha. they kept saying, if you undo these screws, you can get to this. And I said, homie, it's welded. And I tried to send a picture to which they said, we're not allowed to receive photos, but you could email it to us, which just then we got disconnected. So I threw the backup. And by the time I got done with all that, I was like, shit. And I never made it up to NSB to get hot dogs. Mm-hmm. By the time I got there, I didn't realize that place closed so early, which then went to, well, we have the trigger to heat up. All, all of these dips. are excuses. All of these are excuses as to why <laughs> you we selfishly to get subs. They have dogs at Publix and they have cans of chili at Publix. I get it. In natural casing. They have fact good, of the matter is good, good dogs at Publix. Snap. Fact of the matter is it didn't happen. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Next year, I'll bring the dogs and the chili. No, okay. I'm gonna, I'll do it. Oscar Meyer. You just you just worry about the Traeger. I'll bring right. the dogs and the chili since I don't own a Traeger. So, as as you know, all, everything was unfolding. Um, one of our listeners um, that we've grown very fond of of late, Dewan, he and his family show up. He brought the whole tribe. Yes, like wife. Both kids. Yeah. Um, one from Central Florida, one from West Coast Florida. Which yeah. is so cool. They all, like, drove over for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he's got, like, a 10 by 10 easy up that he's putting up. Yep. And uh, setting up his whole, you know, like, cooking uh, little outdoor kitchen. And, you know, when you're hosting something, a lot of times you don't end up, like, sitting down and you're not like you know just at your space you're like you know like i'm trying to make a loop through the parking lot and say hello to everybody make sure everybody's having a good time see if anybody you know has any questions anybody need anything and um all of a sudden i see like people walking around with uh like a plate with like a fucking half of a lobster tail <laughs> and some and some steak and I'm like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> and like then I'd go like you know to you know shit there's some more of that steak and lobster mm-hmm. like what is going on where is this coming from and damned if the one his tailgate down. was it, it was College football level tailgate? Oh, it was beyond college. Are we talking SEC college? Yeah, yes. football level yeah. yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. And it was. Um, Did they have the TV up and everything? No, 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 no TV. But the no. caliber of food. But the spread might as well. Unreal. There was a prep area, cook area. Oh snap! Dishing area. Yeah, plating, <laughs> plating <laughs> area. Wow. And he was doing filet mignon. Mm-hmm. With lobster tail, mm-hmm. and what was Taylor Park just got high class. So, oh my God, but here, unreal. you know, okay. So obviously his menu was super high high end, yeah. right? But what made it for me was the fact that he didn't just bring it for his crew. He brought it so like everybody in the lot. Everybody in the lot. Yeah. Like if somebody saw it and was like, "Dude, where'd you get that?" and be like, uh, "Dewan's cooking it." And if you want yep. some, just go see Dewan. And Dewan, like, Dewan was walking around with like a platter of it mm-hmm. and being like, "Hey, you want it?" You know? <laughs> yeah. And he saw me. I was like, 
you know, running around doing stuff. And he saw me sit down. He walked over and he was like, hey, you ready for yours? And I was like, you still got more? And I was like, I've had a couple of pieces. And he was like, I got, I got you. Mm-hmm. And he comes back and he gave me a full filet mm-hmm. and a tail. And I just sat there and just made love to oh, yeah. it. It was, it was so good. So good. Wow. So that was by far the best of the tailgate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I say that thinking I did a pretty good job with the wings that I did. And Shannon did a good job with the dips and the ceviche and the yeah. guys that were doing the tacos on their little grill, like doing street tacos. Like it was, it was pretty badass. You know, there mm-hmm. was a really good effort. Uh, Clint, you know, of course came with his a game, yeah. but, uh, but everybody was kind of cooking something. Well, yeah. They brought it, you know, just for their yeah. their party. Right. But. Wow. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I missed the best night of food ever. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It Don't was, thank it was us. Pretty rad. We didn't no, make wow. plans. So. We didn't bring anything. No. <laughs> the. Uh, I, I still got the fried chicken. <laughs> what i brought hey oh you did bring the box of uh i did chicken Publix, baby yep there's nothing wrong with that no nothing wrong with that Mm -mm. so one thing i do want to talk about as we move out of this well before we move out before we move out um in honor of dewan being selfless and providing not only his family with a kick-ass tailgate Mm -hmm. but making sure that Everyone Each and everybody ever else that showed up that wanted to imbibe had that opportunity. Yeah. Um, we're actually giving him an award for best tailgater mm-hmm. of the F3T 2022. And uh, we have a trophy that we're going to give him. So uh, we'll be reaching out on social media and uh, getting his address and, and getting that to him. Yeah. And uh, by the time you're hearing the podcast, uh, probably on the podcast uh, announcement Instagram post, there will be a picture of the award. And it, it's... Uh, it's pretty kick-ass. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty it's awesome. awesome. So is this like uh, this, these awards thing, are they going to continue? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's basically the, you know, he's, he's the king of the cookout until he's dethroned, right. I suppose. Okay. Is there other you know, categories of awards? Well, I would, I would say if know, it hits us, win. strikes our fancy, you know, yeah. cuts of meat don't matter. No, it was the attitude you, that went with it. It was right, yeah, absolutely. everything that went into it. Yeah. So it could have been the tacos. It could have been, but, you know, he was walking around, hey, did you get lobster? No, gotcha. Yeah, it was you, the thoughtfulness yep, okay. behind it all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the thoughtfulness and the inclusion of it all. And the tastiness. Yeah. <laughs> Because damn for sure it was, it was tasty. Well, even if you get before the taste, the freaking smell in the parking lot. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of different ones. Well, going the, on. the staff from MDC was like, when you guys said you guys were going to tailgate, we thought you guys were going to like stand around and drink a couple of beers in the parking lot. No. And they were like, we walked through and there was some food out there, and we we're like, oh yeah. And the parking lot is not on fire. That's right. What? <laughs> um, favorite film. Anybody have a favorite? I do. Uh, not so much the personality that was in it, but the actual film was the Cobia. Uh-huh. That was wild. Yeah, it was um, pretty cool. 
you know, trying to pull it off of whatever it's swimming on and, you know, ice machine. <laughs> you know, stripping it all the way to the boat and... Eh, Getting a refusal. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was one of my... One of the ones that I like better than most. Um, my favorite was um, the guy that, like, basically the entire movie was him getting skunked. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was the most relatable and funny to me. And, you know, to celebrate the skunk was fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one was good. And I liked the one where they were in, was it Switzerland, Sweden, Swedish Lapland. Yeah. That was kind of neat. Yeah. It, it wasn't a destination I'd seen on film before. Right. They should have called it Mosquito Bog. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Uh, most disliked. Oh, I, I know we're going to catch fucking hell for this one, but the mother-daughter. Yeah. I'm over it. It's been done in the past already. Right. You know, same film tour people. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, fifty-fifty on the watermark, please. Oh, I'm all for it, it but you don't need to keep like hammering at it. Like, all no. Right. Well, that's the only way things are going to change, Mark. You know, well, but that's the, the thing. Last like, one was somebody in Norway and her daughter. My mom, Val. Yeah, that one. That, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yes, yeah, this it, year was you know someone in Denver or wherever. Yeah, she, and if if the film was just not specifically about that specific and topic. That's what it, it was. was just right. a female lead character. Oh, I don't care. A, Absolutely. A, you know, crew of female lead yeah. characters. Well, right. They did one, uh, maybe it was two years, not two years, because they hadn't, they'd all been, they were digital, but the, the last, like, I guess it would be 2019 before COVID that they did, they had one of a daughter who was a guide in Alaska. That, mm -hmm. like She grew up, her family had a guiding lodge, grew up on it, wound up taking it over there like retired and that one was pretty badass yeah i don't recall that one mm -hmm. here's my thing don't make that the topic of the story like you know if your favorite one the cobia mm -hmm. film had been done and it just so happened that it was done with a female angler like and and nothing's ever talked about about how you know I know I'm underrepresented in the sport, and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Fuck all that. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. Don't, don't talk to me about that. Show me some badass fishing. Right. And I'll say that that person, that's a badass mm -hmm. angler. That was some badass stuff. That was fun to watch. But this one. And let it just, just be organic. The, the right. Story. It's, it's it, the shoving it down your throat that and, gets old. And here's a little bit of fishing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one that we watched when we were at ICAST the last time? Potentially, I think it was April starting it, and it was like GTs. Oh, um, Jeets. When they were in, Co in Cosmolito and I whatever. Think so. Yeah, like that, that one, one was about the fishing, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah. And you know, she was a star, and right. it was an epic film, right? Right. And I don't care, right? And I loved that was my <laughs> right. favorite film of that that whole one, and, right? You know. So yes, that was my least favorite one. So. I'm a woman hater. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> chauvinistic pig. 
1090 on the water over in Port St. John. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, one thing mm-hmm. I did notice was that after that event, there was a, a handful of other ones that seemed to pop up. Really quick. Really quick. Well, yeah. they they were already Around planned. The they just weren't. They just couldn't market them before. There you go. Right. Yeah. Is there yeah. like, oh, there's like rules so, about that or something? Or? No. Larry would know that, but I know. No. You know, and there's I'm no throw rules. it out there. Compound does every one or every year. Yeah. Um, I forget what the other one was. Tampa Bay Waterkeepers is doing one. The it's just whenever they choose to do it. Yeah. Um, it what is it? Bill Ingvall or something. The the one other reason that I would like to push ours a little earlier in April um, is by the time we did ours, and gosh, all these other people are coming behind us. Um, is it released online already? It's already been released online mm-hmm. digitally. And, you know, I mean, there's a certain, I, I guess if you're the kind of person that wants to watch it digitally in your living room, you don't, you're not into the social event anyway, so you're probably not coming to our event. Right. But, I mean, the movies were fun. Um, I still have, like Mark, you know, I still have the same complaints of, you know, enough of the social messaging. I'm here for fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will continue to do F3T from the standpoint, it was a cool evening mm-hmm. together. Yeah, exactly. Um and, and I'd be remiss without saying this. We did put together a very short video, um, and it's on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, oh, yeah. that kind of gives you the feel of the event. And, uh, you know, you, you get the vibe that, you know, I mean, while while we were doing the the tailgate, mm-hmm. there were guys that had pulled up that had just got off the water. Yeah. That, you know, hey, they just got a new rig. They've got, you know, this rod with this reel. They just fished it for the first time. So, like, there's a group of four or five guys that are up on the lawn casting together. You know, like, it was just a really cool vibe. And, you know, I've been going to F3T for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it's always the most fun right before the show when you're getting to hang out with your buds. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, in the lobby of the museum where it's being played Mm -hmm. or over in Orlando when it was at the Science Center or Mm -hmm. down in Stewart at some old movie theater or at the IGFA the first year I ever went. But, you know, that's why I like going. Mm -hmm. And then there's one or two films that you're like, man, that's relatable, that's cool, that's fun, or that's, holy shit, I never imagined that you could fish here, and who knew that kind of fish even existed. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why I like doing the F3T event is it's super casual, super social, Mm -hmm. followed by getting to see maybe a a handful of cool films. Yeah. Right. And, you know, there's always going to be one or two that you're like, oh, for fucking Christ's sake. (laughs) Yeah. You know, fast forward. Pretty sure I voiced my opinion on those ones. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and part of the reason I want to bring it up too is for, you know, any listeners we have that are, you know, out of state, couldn't make it to our event. Right. You know, is, is to just go into your fly shop, go into wherever it is that you can congregate. It doesn't take a lot to set one of these up. 
No, it, sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. Right. You, know, you could you could get with it's your worth local the community mm-hmm. if you really wanted to do it and host one. You know, wherever you're at and donate it. You to. yeah, you could be just an individual angler that says, yeah. you know what. I've got a five-acre farm. Yep. And, a projector and a white wall. Uh, yeah. Well, they do have standards on what you got, you know, like the size oh. of the, you know. But you can get you can get the, that stuff pretty easily. Or even go to your local fly shop, right? Most fly shops have decent enough connections to where they could set something up. Well, most... Or, you know, or, group together with some... Yeah, or, or you go to the local movie house and you say, yeah, I want to mo- rent one of your theaters for the night. And, you know, by the time you're done, you, you know, it's, I don't think it's hard for you to break even. Um, no. You know, no. we raised money. That was our intent. And, uh, you know, so at the end of the day, I agree with Jameson. You know, if, you, if you're somewhere where, you know, you don't have an event like this, and, and there's more than just the fly fishing film tour, there's the international one, which is the F4 or whatever, mm-hmm. Fly Fishing Tour International or what. However, there's there's two or three different tours out there. Um, so, you know, I don't want to say be like us, but, you know, like invest in your community, in right. your local community and, and, and come up with events. Just it's no different than the... Taylor Park Casting Championships. Exactly. I mean, it's less about, you know, casting and more about community. Drinking some beer, gambling a little bit <laughs> right. of money, talking hanging some out. shit. Talking some shit and hanging out with like minded folks. And that's why we have fun and that's why we do them. Yeah. Um, you know, everything behind what we do is fun forward on the backside if there's a reward to be developed or had then that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody knows we choose to support Marine Discovery mm-hmm. Center. And so if we can take having fun and building community and getting people connected and then also have the backside benefit of benefiting a nonprofit that's doing stuff that we believe in, it's like, what, what's the old saying? Win, win, win. Yeah. So, and, you know, We've actually had, um, oh, Galveston Bay Outfitters, which is uh, down in Houston. They reached out um, last year and asked all kinds of details about how is your dinghy derby work? And would you be offended if we copied it? And I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> Copy away, man. Heck yeah. Copy away. Do an event, man. Go have fun. Like, be the source of fun in your community. If you raise money for the Galveston Bay Foundation, yeah, sure. whatever, man. Like, yeah. so if, if you've got questions, reach out to one of us and we will give you our, hey, this worked, this didn't work, this worked well, this didn't work well. Yeah. And, you know, get out there and have fun. I want to see a dinghy derby on a river. I really want to see a dinghy derby on a river where they just raft up, floating down the river. I anyway. mean, <coughs> plastic hat. <laughs> For an anniversary run, it could be done. Oh, I'm not saying us. I'm just oh. saying, like, if somebody wanted to oh, emulate like, it, I would love to see how that played out. Oh, that would piss people off on a river. 
Well, not if you get everybody involved. Right. But there's the two that are stuck behind the flotilla. Yeah. Oh, well, they can fuck off. <laughs> well, next, <laughs> the next year, they would be part of the flotilla. <laughs> Some guy calling in. This guy comes uh, in once a year for money. two days. You scared all the fish. I mean, take it a little less. Can you imagine, part. though, like, even take the boat aspect out of it. I remember as kids, we used to camp up at Davidson all the time, and we'd float inner tubes down the river. And can you imagine just floating inner tubes and, like, having to, like, like dog paddle over to get a poker chip to continue your float? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Sounds like a good time on the Tuckney to me. Yeah. So uh, you you missed all the fun because you were having fun on your own. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I took the opportunity uh, to play a little hooky on the, the film tour and actually go fish for the first time really all year. Uh, I've been too, way too busy with work and family stuff and, and building the boat to really get out and fish at all. Um, and I got the invite to go down and spend a couple days in Flamingo. Um and fish with some uh, a buddy of mine, Mike, that I've known for a while, and a um, group of his friends that they do a trip every year, um, typically in the 10,000 Islands area. Uh, and this year was the first time in a while they've done a flamingo trip. So um, it was originally scheduled for a six-day trip, but we shortened it down to four because we didn't think we could commit to that right this early. So we drove down on Thursday and... For me, it was my first time driving that far with a trailer and a boat in tow. Right. So I spent a shit ton of money on the front end to make sure I had, you know, the full-on three-ton floor jack, a spare tire, uh-huh. two spare tires, you know. Smart. Full set of tools. Like, I was as prepared as prepared could get. You were a fucking Boy Scout. And, of course, nothing happened. Well, because you were prepared. Exactly. If I'd have been underprepared, well, I, I take that back. Something did happen. My uh, the old PVC tiller arm let me down. Broke halfway through the drive, so I had made a quick stop to Lowe's and got a fix and replacement. <laughs> right, got a new tiller extension. Well, that's on the Ginu, right? Not the oh yeah, okay. yeah, no, no, no. There will be no PVC <laughs> except for rigging tubes on the uh, on the actual skiff. Do the uh, you're all's uh, camper that you guys stayed in was a thing of jealousy. Yeah, so that was that was part of the plan. My my buddy Mike and his wife decided that instead of getting a, a boat or a skiff, that they were going to go ahead and go with a camper. They've used it so much more than he would use a skiff. Um, but he said basically, if I bring the boat, he'll bring the camper, and we can you know fish together the whole weekend. And so I said, I'm down with that. Um, get down there, and the the winds were blowing. I mean, it was twenty plus constantly with you know big gusts to begin with too um you know and that was steady the whole time we were down there which was unfortunate but for being 80 degrees outside there were no bugs that's pretty rad it was crazy it was like we were walking around all the time in shorts and t-shirts were you bayside or ocean side so because of the the wind it was predominantly out of the northeast and then it sort of switched more easternly the the bayside was blown out so we went back country um and being that i was in a ginu with another 240 pound dude and myself and a cooler and all our gear you know we we decided to stay very close to the ramp as close as one could get we fished coot bay predominantly all right um one of the other gentlemen who was in a lt10 ginu 
decided to run a little further. Dang, that's gangster. Ga- day one, <laughs> day one, flipped his brand new LT10 in Whitewater Bay. Standard. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Sunk his his brand new Suzuki with wow. three hours on the mor- on the motor when he set out that morning. Wow. Uh, yeah. Was so, that operator or was that condition? Combo of both. Conditions uh, means operator. He he was because <laughs> I mean if the conditions yeah. are such that you're going to flip your vessel, right. so you shouldn't have been you operating, have been. right? And that was the reason that I wanted to talk about this was because you know listen the winds were blowing 25 i knew we were going to be limited i said to, to mike before when i was looking at the forecast i said look man if it's too bad i'm not taking the boat out we'll right. drive and go yeah. you know ditch fish or, yeah. or we'll drive out of the park and go try to find peacocks or something i said i'm not going to fucking sink no. my boat doing yeah. something stupid right good call yep um <laughs> so we launch past the crocodiles which was fun because i have to get in the water to launch my boat God, they're so big <laughs> um, you think an alligator's big oh yeah no it's it's totally and it's they're it's they're it's, just there constantly right. and mm-hmm. yeah if you've never been down to flamingo <laughs> if you've never been down to the glades i highly recommend it it's an enjoyable time yes. um because florida does have crocodiles yeah as well as alligators yeah yeah in the same park and oh, yeah. flamingos. <laughs> and flamingos. Not we, didn't, di- we didn't see any. Not, not just Francisco. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. It's been that initial spotting. I haven't seen him. And that was... Yeah, two, three years ago. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but so, day one, um, basically when we got down there Thursday night, everybody was had already was kind of getting set up drinking Mm -hmm. excited you know what have you we stayed up a little bit later than we probably should have drink drank a little bit more than we probably should have standard um and so i don't if you've never been there there's like two separate areas the tent camping is in one pod and the rv camping is in another pod because they have to obviously oh but you just don't want the riffraff right well you know (laughs) those canadians they don't like their riffraff no um and so when we ended the night, Mike and I said, hey, give us a shout when you're ready to roll out in the morning. Like, you know, we'll just wait for you. So I set my alarm for like 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock comes. I, wow. I snooze the alarm, go back to bed, roll over. We wake up at the bright and shiny crack of 8.30, I think, and then get up and make a leisurely breakfast in the AC and have the heat and everything on. And he's like, well, they didn't text or call me. Let's walk over there and, you know, make sure they're up and, and figure out what their plan is. We walk over there. Every single one of them's gone. They fucking left us, didn't give us a lick or a shout or anything. Wow. <clears throat> so we're like, all right, whatever, let's go fish. In our excitement, we didn't, A, pack lunch. We didn't, B, pack water. We didn't, C, pack sunscreen. Oh, jeez. The, the, tri- the trifecta. Trifecta, yeah. Wow. Symbiotic circle of insanity right there. So we launched the boat at about 10 o'clock, 10.30, whatever. We get out there. Um, you know, it's idle and run through the creek to get to Coot Bay. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm like, Buttwood oh, Canal. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was nice. It was cool. You know, you're, you're riding through it, and there's a bunch of air plants. And if you're a, you know. A I mean, botanist or a bird nerd, there's stuff to look at. Right. And are you dodging um, paddleboarders and no, kayakers? It was really weird. When we got there on Thursday, 
we were like the only people there. It was us and the camp uh, host, and that was really it. And then this group, this uh, pair of guys that had been fishing there for the whole week, like they're hardcore. Um, but no, so we, we, we run, get into the bay, and uh, straight off, the wind's blowing out of the northeast, so I just run to the nearest lee shoreline I can mm-hmm. find, uh-huh. get up close to it, get up, and within f- five casts, Mike hooks into a you know, baby tarpon, jumped a baby tarpon in the first you know five minutes of being there. I'm like, all right, cool. This is everything we ever thought mm-hmm. possible. You know, it's it's Mecca. This is it. Right. Switch up. Same thing. Three casts later, I jump baby tarpon, switch up, um, and then I mean we basically caught fish for the for you know four hours like as much as we want. It was. Every hole, every pocket, every undercut of the mangroves had a snook or a tarpon I was say sitting snook. in it. Yeah. So we, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but for some reason, for me on day day one, I was plagued with the, the baby snook. I was catching somewhere in the range of six inch to twelve inch snook on like every other cast. A, f- a fish is a fish. And then we would switch, and Mike would catch the same, but it would be a tarpon. <laughs> uh huh. So, but I did catch barracuda day one. Um, See, that's cool. So we stayed out to like two o'clock, uh, four or five so you're hours. Crispy. Yeah, we were a little crispy. We were, and we were getting hungry because uh-huh. the the breakfast had digested. Thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> we had brought a couple beers. We drank okay. some beers, but we weren't, you know, but Papa, we were ready to go in at Papa least catch up calories. with those guys, figure out, you know, what they were doing. So we come in, figure out uh, one of the buddies had flipped his ginu. Um, one of the guys decided he was leaving. He was in a low cider. How did they recover? I was going to say, did they recover? So or? the <laughs> recollection that I have, he was running back towards the mouth to the canal that goes to Coot Bay in Whitewater uh-huh. with somebody else in, a, in an LT-25. And hold on, was, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Was, yeah. this was this rally? a Guinea rally? No, nope. is this a Guinea rally? <laughs> <laughs> Are you coming out, Jameson? No. Oh my God! It's a Guinea boondoggle. I've heard there was a Guinea Bay boat, but there were there were four Guinus. Yeah, I, that's a rally. I think three or more is a rally, buddy. <laughs> yeah, three or more is a rally. There was. Did you get a T-shirt? <laughs> no, no T-shirt. <laughs> this beer tastes like bleach. What is that? I don't know. It's it's what came out of your persimmon hollow. It tastes very. Let's get chemical. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, did you wash That's out the cup? Sip. You got to rinse. You didn't wash out the cup. <laughs> That's on you. Fair enough. Anyway, Sorry, yes, Damon. there there were four Guinus in attendance. It was a rally. Um, there was a there was a Skeeter Bay boat as well as a. Some other big. We don't care about boat. those boats. There was there was no flats boats in the crew, but okay. except for the Guinus. Right. So we got to circle back to recovery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, it's funny though. Everybody <laughs> who started like when you were listening, we all started looking at each other, going, "He went to a fucking Guinu rea- rally." Boondoggle. You almost got. You came <laughs> really close to getting there. voted off the island. <laughs> the old oak table almost <laughs> lost one tonight. To be fair. The morning of is when I realized that there would be at least three other Guinus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyway, they were, they were riding back towards the bay. The wind was blowing on their backs, so they were surfing waves in. 
and I guess he stuffed it, caught a wave, uh, and just caught an edge, and it went, dumped him, dumped everything, and he's a rather short fellow. Uh-huh. I think he's, I don't know that he listens, but he's probably in the 5'7", five, 5'5", five, five range. He, so the boat's totally upside down. He went to the bottom because it was so shallow, grabbed the gunnel, he-man shoved it over. Oh, wow. And it was maybe an inch of the gunnel was left. Thankfully, it was a factory boat. If it would have been a custom boat, it had been fucking done for. But it <laughs> had a Coast Guard rating, and it was able to you know, float while being totally filled with water. And his automatic bilge pump kicked on and started flushing it out. Oh, okay. And they were all smart. They had VHF handhelds. Right. Wow. Um, and so they called the big boat, and the big boat towed him in. And the LT-25 gentleman was running with him. Stick steer? Nope, tiller. Um, I'm sad it wasn't the Raptor <laughs> edition with the big-ass console nope, in the middle. No, 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 no. He got like uh, 200 yards away, looked over, didn't see him. Looked over his left, didn't see him. Looked all the way around, didn't see anything. So it came off plane, turned around. All he could see was the kid's head and the edge of the gear because he had already flipped it over. He did it in one swell, one one motion, basically. Wow. Um, So, yeah, they pulled it out, and thankfully he's a mechanic. So he had the oil changed twice, the total fuel system done, spark plugs done, basically everything done by the time we got back to the ramp. Wow. And he was fixing to go out and test run it again. Wow. All right, so that's still that's had, a rally. Had, that's how they go. He had he had motor troubles and didn't end up running it the rest of the time, but uh it he did everything he could have done to get the motor back up and running. Had it been a two stroke, he'd have been all right, but it was a four stroke, so something to do with the electronic fuel. Yeah, the electronics some, something like that. Would have gotten jacked. So would you call that a float plan? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's if you're going back country. Yeah, you need to you like need to, let somebody right, know. Hey, this you know, is the this is the area, area the general yeah. area we're going. Yeah. This is about what time I should expect to be back. Right. If you don't hear from me and let and and I let you know I'm back by this time, then this is where you start right. looking for me. Right. Yeah. So that was the. I thought when you were telling about the LT25 guy, I thought it was going to be like, he looked, he looked, and he's like, oh, uh, maybe he cut off to go fish that yeah. hole over there and like left him behind. That's yeah. what I was, that's, <laughs> that's where I, I thought it was going. I was no. like, oh, Jesus. No, they're, they're very used to doing backcountry trips. They're very conscious of what everybody's doing. They like to stick together a whole lot. Right. Mike, Mike, loser. Mike and I split off and found significantly more success than them. Mm-hmm. Not to rub it in, we we told them where to go when right. we were leaving because they were staying an extra couple of days. But we didn't follow the float plan. We didn't stay with them. We we kind of went off and did our own thing, which was not the smartest. And I, and I felt unprepared and dumb for not having a VHF with me. Right. Even if you can't afford a VHS, you get the handheld ones are like a hundred bucks. If you can't afford spot. that, yeah, the spot locator. You run into trouble. You hit a button. GPS. Yeah. You know, everybody comes. Uh, Not everybody, but debatable. you know, maybe debatable. Cito. 
Just remember, <laughs> two is one and one is none. Yeah. You know, um, I've heard stories from talking about, you know, having the handheld, the VHS. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still line of sight on, you know, like, oh, so yeah. um, one of the tricks that they used to do is they would get a piece of coax cable and the where the your little whip antenna goes into the top mm-hmm. of the the radio you would actually have a piece of coax that was like three or four foot longer than your push pole oh. and you could put your Looping. antenna on the push and then pole. you could hold your push That's pole sick. up <laughs> and then plug it that way like if you were broke down you That's could like hopefully genius. like get, get you know That's, you know i like it yeah so yeah. we need to make that like uh, like the CB radios on yeah, trucks. With pick the up the cocaine, big, giant. Can yeah. you imagine like <laughs> they were the uh, where they put that puck on the back for your like T bore push pull holder? This just got this eighteen foot yeah. whip I mean, and you go down. It's like bent back as you're running. It'd be really I mean, funny too. With a tennis ball the old, halfway yeah. up it. I mean that's that's pretty damn genius. Just to throw thirty foot of cable. Yeah, with the with the connections on the right. end, you know. you know, maybe a pound. Right. If it had the old damn. wire antenna to that idea, I think that'd be great. Like old like trailer park. Yeah. Full on satellite <laughs> antenna with the veins and everything. Yeah. We call that the TV antenna. Well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say <laughs> rabbit ears, but yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the day two, similar situation. We were like, okay, seriously, call us when you guys are getting up and going out. They didn't call us. Mm. We got up at the crack of 8 o'clock again, 8.30. We're on the water by 9, immediately caught fish. We're more prepared, stayed out most of the day, caught fish all day. And it was growing up in tampa what you think the glades are going to be that's what it was right every hole every pocket everything that you think has a fish under it it had a fish under it did you see any anacondas or pythons no i didn't see any snakes i was really upset about that all right yeah but they saw you i'm sure they did but i was cozed up in the air conditioning did mm -hmm. you make it to the east cape no no i didn't go out of coupe Okay. We had enough to fish, and it was, it got to the point where we would hook into a tarpon or a snook and just kind of giggle. Like we were tying on flies that we should net. We we both caught tarpon on gurglers. Like we both caught tarpon on crab patterns. Like it was goofy. Tarpon on a gurgler. Just they were chewing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And on and the the thing was was the guys that we were with looked at maps beforehand said oh my god i bet this spot's so fishy went to that spot the wind wasn't right the tides weren't right nothing was right and they didn't catch fish i went into coop bay and said lee shoreline over there tide seems okay it doesn't seem super low let's go there immediately and fish right so i mean it's you know more about Understanding where fish will probably be and when mm-hmm. there'll be biting, right? Then, oh, I want to go to Hell's Bay. See, yeah, my best day was well, on the East Cape on a lake there for redfish. Huh? Was on an outgoing tide. Everything coming back out. Oh yeah, 
And they weren't redfish. They were silverfish. Beautiful. I don't know. Just all washed out. Mm-hmm. Like beach. Yep. Beach going. Um, one thing I will say, the if you haven't been to the Flamingo Campground in a while, they've made some upgrades. They Ooh. now have these eco tents, which is a metal structured tent that's Teepee? got... No, no, no. It's like a full on. It's like, sure, I guess a yurt would be similar. It's like a chicky that's enclosed in a bug net with two twin beds, power, fucking everything. And it's right on the bayside. So you get the bayside breeze. Like it's, and it's kind of like Mr. Uh, Wesley up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like $10 a day more than a normal campsite. So, damn. Yeah. I mean, between split, I think it, or no, maybe it's $10 a day more than a, a camper site, which a camper site's like 30 bucks a night. God, I hope they sanitize the beds. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was, we, we walked past them and it was, that's the way to do it. Nice. AC? So. No AC? Airflow? No AC, no AC, but it's, you know, really nice, that, that huh. nice thick bug net to make sure, yeah, you know, that's... and then you got the beds and their own private showers and what have you. Wow. So, yeah, it was... It has been a while. <laughs> but, to be said, uh, the douchebags still go down to Flamingo. We talked to some guys in a Maverick uh, when we pulled there up to go. the ramp day two. And we're like, hey, guys, how'd you guys do? We did all right. Did you guys catch any? Uh, yeah, we jumped eight. And then one. Or eight we hooked into fish? one something. <laughs> No, we're like, we're like, you guys, where are you guys going for? Tarpon? How'd you guys do? Oh, we jumped eight. And then one 60-pounder. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, did you get any to hand? He's like, yeah, we got a 120, a 140, like all this. And I'm like, look, man, I'm not trying to fucking find your spot. I'm just trying to be nice. Right. Like, hey, you're, you're in a map. You're here. You right. blew past me on the <laughs> channel in. I'm just trying to be friendly and have conversation. Yeah. Like, right. You can be excited about cat jumping eight big tarpon in the back country. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, tell me a story, bro. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, unload your ego on me, friend. Right. Did you get Dion's on the way in? No, I didn't no. stop at Dion's. Good. I didn't. I, I did. I did attempt to stop and catch peacocks, and was unsuccessful. Mm. And I stopped on the way out and was unsuccessful. And so. I don't know what it was, but for some reason... We're doing it just on canal? Yeah. Yeah, I look for huh. a couple different canals. I, did, I don't have any spots, so I just no, try yeah. to find... No bedding bass? No bedded bass. Wow. I did have some Oscars that were, you know... Which a, are very tasty, if you can fill the cooler. Really? Oh, yeah. I learned that from the old timers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Were they using cane poles? Anything and everything. They were just trying right. to fill the cooler. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw some Mayan cichlids uh, in Patillo. Really? Really? Yeah. Like, I didn't know they made it that far north. I, I, was, I was surprised say, myself. I have started seeing them in like it, the to seashore. Me used to me, used to be like a you know the like, the residential canals down in Merritt Island yeah. had them. Yeah. But yeah, now it's all the mm-hmm. way up there. Oh boy. Fucking fish tanks. Yep. It's going to be the next uh, lionfish. We're going to be catching and killing. Yeah, yep. exactly. 
So, uh, well, there's a little wow. thunder action. All in all, I would recommend if you haven't been, and take a chance. Have a float plan. Come prepared. Yeah. Like, you're out there. AT&T, you get service. Nothing else Right. Even if it's, you know, back home to mama. Hey, we're going out now. We're going to be back around dinner time. Yeah. Someone needs to know you're out there. Yeah. If not. Ooh, and the stars out there. Oh, I bet. Something else. Did you navigate by a stars like Flip? No, I was oh, in okay. I was in well man. before dark. <laughs> I'll have you know, I was not taking any risks in that that area. That's but what I just I can't grasp is how these these old timers were able to navigate and make it back out because it's a labyrinth. Yeah, in there, and they're like, hey, no GPS, no. Yeah, but eh, if maybe th- some maps. But, but, but if you think you about learn. it, it's. Just like you learn here, it's the same thing. <coughs> it's just on I mean, a much grander scale. Exactly. That's that's the exact. Difference. I remember when we, I first started fishing up here and running boats with you guys. That I, like, I didn't know where anything oh, was, God. and like finding slippery. I found I, every sandbar I on, and oyster bar on the way slippery. For my ass. And yeah. now, like I, still I was, can't find it. When I fished <laughs> with Andrew. I was like, okay, this is where we're going to Slippery. Here's where this run. And, like, I'm no- starting to know my way. And I still haven't fished up here a metric ton. I'm right. starting to. But there's still things that Larry tell me, you know, oh, go to this and go to that spot and go to here. And I'm like, huh? Where's that? Oh, That's yeah. not on the yeah. Googles. Yeah. What are yeah. you talking about? A trip that Larry and I took. And I was like, holy shit. We're in the lagoon still? Like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> So it's it's the same thing down there. But I have I have a bad habit of going in and out different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't go in and then back come track. back. Yeah, I don't backtrack. Right. I like, you know, I'll like do rounds. a huge big loop. Yep. You know, so if you're not paying attention, you know, you don't get a second chance to see everything on the way back out. So right, yeah. but your sim rat does. Yeah. <laughs> Garmin watch, son. <laughs> well, um, I guess let's take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, um, I think uh, we'll continue with a little bit more of Marcus has been doing uh, quite a bit of uh, mm-hmm. fishing. And uh, Ben and I did a little bit of fishing. And then maybe we'll do uh, some strip set, trout set. Yeah. See where we go from there. So uh, let's just. Uh... I'm sitting in this beer joint down in Houston, Texas. He's drinking Colorado Kool Aid and talking to some Mexicans. And we was. What's that you say? What's Colorado Kool Aid? Well, it's a can of Coors brewed from a mountain stream. It'll set your head on fire and make your kidneys scream. Oh, it sure is fine. Yeah, we was having ourselves one of them real good times. But you know every beer joint that you've ever been in, some big mean drunk who just ain't got no friends. 
sure enough, he wants to fight. Yeah, he's gonna whip everything in sight. Well, he took him a big cold swallow of beer and he walked over and spit in my Mexican friend's ear. Sure enough, that made my buddy real mad. That's something like he ain't never had. Well, sir, he pulled out a big long switchblade knife. Quick as a whistle, he began to slice. I think that only works with Mexican beer. <laughs> no, nah, you're not fine. a what is fine American pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> That's doing stuff over there. It's that beer's got rabies. <laughs> that beer's foaming at the mouth. I'm sitting here talking to the microphone like we're recording. I'm like, like we it's, are. It's supposed cool. to like you pop the top and it shoots down. It tastes the same. There you go. <laughs> Mm. Tastes like cigarettes. She's got a tame dragon. <laughs> and trailer mm. parks. Craig. Tahini. So, uh, speaking of ah, tastes like cigarettes, <laughs> has, has any of you guys been like at the party and you drink in and you sit your beer down, oh, you lose track of it, and you reach down and you grab a can of beer and you take a big swig and it's somebody's cigarette beer? Like where they put no. cigarettes out. So, Thankfully, no. Oh, uh, it's happened to me once, man. It was the worst. Oh God, it's happened once with cigarettes, but as a uh, oh spit dip, dipper, reform oh, dipper. Gosh, oh, I used Jesus. to love watching the people pick. Them. <laughs> 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 it made me so happy. That ain't root beer, son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, uh, good, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they turn green and pink and. <laughs> You were the guy that walked by and spit another. Somebody didn't like. Spray. I I don't spit. I swallow. It's Mark. the it's the initial. You know, you get it in and situated. Then it's just okay. Straight to the gut. Well. <laughs> I had a football coach that would dip, chew gum. And drink water at the same time. Never yeah, spit. I could drink what with it. What a wild concept! I don't know about all chew three. Gum. He had to have I all know. three. He couldn't chew it, gum and he couldn't drink water without. That's the definition of a psychopath. Yeah, oh, he was a little insane in yeah. the membrane. Yeah, I should say. So I could dip, I could dip in. Good I could Kansas dip in guy. Drink. Yeah, but that was the best oof. I'd ever seen. That's so Ben and I. Um, have done some, or we did one trip together, but mm-hmm. uh, I think if if we're going in chronological order, Mark, you and uh, Dewan have been out on a couple of occasions prior to the film tour. Yeah. Yes. Um... Well, no, I think we've talked about There's, you guys fishing right, before the film before. tour because you, yes. you, uh, let did Dewan ever address with you? Uh, you uh, wait until he left to hit the uh, prime spot. <laughs> <laughs> he may have brought it up, you know, <laughs> a time or three. Yeah. Um, so no, the second time was the morning of. Oh, that's right. Huh? That's right. With his son. Yeah. Uh, just like the evening, the afternoon was a little breezy. 
so it was it limited to where we could go right i think it was what southeast or something it's been something really funny. a windy spring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was something funny that limited us water we kind of stayed around this area uh-huh. we didn't go too far north um chocolate milkish did you say chocolate milk water or milk? You said milk. Milk. Milkish. Chocolate milkish. Malcolm in the middle. John Malkovich ish. <laughs> potato, potato. Malcolm X. Um, not a lot happening that day. I think the biggest redfish they saw was when I had to make a shore stop and it came by. Did you have to take the gravy boat to the stop? Mm. <laughs> and uh, yep. check, make sure that the mangroves were properly fertilized. Fertilized, and yep, I did my part. But having a father son dynamic, dynamic on and off, you know, one would fish, the other would fish, was just cool. Was just watching them. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe saw three fish, no shot at them. Right. At but that father son dynamic was just awesome. Watching them connect and have a good time. And was there any shit talk? No. 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 I don't believe it or not. I don't get the shit talk vibe from Dewan. Mm. I can see ribbing, but I don't get too big of the shit well, talk vibe personally. We'll get there. Mark Mark made a boo-boo. Okay. Ooh. The past fishing trip. Not really a boo-boo, just a uh, slight miscalculation. Uh, eyesight verification problem. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on. It Wilds was, don't listen. It was great. No, nothing wrong with the, nothing wrong with the skiff. Uh, Minus that scratch on the bottom. Yeah, we don't talk There's about that. There's a few of those already. That's a... That's Oyster a lesson learned. Bars. Um, so yeah, nothing that day. We just you know ended it, and called it good. Ended up meeting at the film tour that evening. Uh, the next day was was it the next day or the following? Day? Jacqueline, myself, and you. Yeah, I fished with you. Mm-hmm. Another hard day. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, another hard day. Very. Few fish were seen. I would say if we saw one. <laughs> um, I don't think that we. I mean, we saw a couple, but yeah. no, like Kinda towards legit the end of the shots. day. Yeah, it was. Hey, let me teach you something. Is what the end of the day turned into. Uh, then with that, we. Uh, Mason Nettles cashed in his coupon for a fishing with Mark trip. And. Excuse me, sir. Do you have your uh, six pack and your Coast Guard certification to be guiding all these people on your vessels? Fuck you, law man. You can't catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No monetary exchange. Thank you. So he came down from New Smyrna to uh, fish. I call it the Middle River, even though it's the North River. Uh, spot Larry's familiar with. Um, 
Started with the shoreline, seeing lots of trout, a couple redfish swimming by, lots of bait, lots of dolphins. Uh, it wasn't until I said, we're going to try another spot, and I kind of kicked the boat out to get into a little deeper water. Um, and we saw these things that we, we thought were sharks. Because, <laughs> and we didn't know what they were. Well, and then, it's that big, it's got to be a shark, right? Or a dolphin, but dolphins don't school up. And... Well, we didn't know it was a school at this point. We just knew there was something that popped out of the water, a couple of them, that looked like a fin. I kind of thought they were, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Cow nose? Yeah, the Rays. tips, yeah. The tips yeah. of so wings coming of, out. A lot of those in the area lately. I thought that's kind of what it was. You know, you catch it flipping out of the corner of your eye. Gotta so we, watch out for those. Oh, I know. I know. Um, damn it, Jameson. You broke my concentration. You were thinking they were cow nose. <laughs> Heading out to deep water. They were looking right. like sharks. So I was pulling out to get deeper water to where we could get up and go somewhere else. We noticed those, and we kind of watched them for a minute. And we were like, no, those, those are tails. Uh, I've never seen a tailing redfish it, in the Indian River. Six feet of water. Uh, close. It was four foot of water. <laughs> and they were tailing. On what? I don't know because there's no grass or right. you know, anything for... Super this. clams. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah. I don't know. God save the super clam. <laughs> so we, you know, we both had that thought at the same time. We're going over there. We get over there. Lo and behold, you know, there's overslot redfish. Yeah, we'll go with that. Because it hasn't even been shown on. That's Grandpa. <laughs> shown on social media. You guys have seen the fish. Uh huh. Oh. Um. Kind of figure out which way they're going. They're not really like schooled up and circling or anything. Like they're just a mass of fish. He throws a fly out, bait fish, which I was kind of hesitant on because I was like, hmm, we should switch to something crabby, shrimpy, get it down. Nope. Made a beautiful cast. Soon as that little bait fish that he tied hit the water, a strip, and then boom, boom. Like Larry knows, you probably know, Ben probably knows, but that gill flare. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that like right vacuum, and I was like, holy smokes! Ah. Uh, Set, set, set. <laughs> and he did. I mean, you know, and kudos to him. He fishes barbless. 
Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did not find out until like the very end of this debacle, which ended up being right around an hour and a half on a seven weight. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it... I don't even want to say bulldoze because it wasn't going anywhere. It was just... Just didn't have the ass in a rod to turn them. No. And when you did turn it, it kind of like started pulling the skiff the direction it was going. Right. Never spooked the school, so the school was still there, and I was watching that, and like... And you didn't grab a rod and cast at them? You were just focused on the fish you had? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the size of a baby manatee. (laughs) 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 Um... Decent. Like I said, hour and a half. He wasn't overplaying it, or he just couldn't pull it up off of the bottom. Right. I mean, the rod was just, you know, tipped a cork. So it was kind of cool to see that. And, you know, he was trying to get it up, and we tried a couple times. I tried jumping down and grabbing the leader and horsing it up, and it was having nothing to do with that. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. You know, I tried to fist its mouth to get to the gill and rip it up. That didn't happen. Uh. (laughs) So no Rob Fordyson. And, you know, I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, damn, you know, I got to pick up Emma soon. Mm. So we finally got it up to the water. a little bit to where I could grab the leader and horse it, uh-huh. horse it up. And I threw the head in like this little breakaway net <laughs> that I don't know how I came in possession of. So we throw the head in the net. He holds on to the tail. Turn the motor on, motor up to the shallow. He jumps off to get the fish because we didn't take it out of the water. And it starts going berserk on him. Really? (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. I mean, I know he's an average male. So whatever that is. He's an alpha male. Thank you. (laughs) No, no. Not Mason, the fish. I mean, not the fish, Mason. (laughs) Is an average. (laughs) I know. I was saying. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Took a couple pictures, couple videos, and then proceeded to kill a twelve pack of Modelo. Celebrating in the water, like. This didn't happen. Right. I know you've talked about those fish before, Mm -hmm. being in that area. And I've seen them. But I've never seen anybody catch them. So I was, like, really happy that I pulled this guy that, you know, came into town. Wasn't really a hot morning. You know, the... Yeah, you made a lifetime memory. Yeah. 
You'll remember that. No, I mean, not only for him, for me. That's what I'm saying. Just all, all the way around. I mean, it takes two on the boat to make yep. it happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Never got an official size. Big Guesstimates. Being a an old timer, Larry. Like. 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus. Um, when I say the Indian River average is 18, 20, right, Ben? From my area to you, some a little bigger. Yeah, but, you know, 18 to 26. Well, slot, an 1824 average. Just so the folks at home know, we're talking inches here, right? Centimeters. <laughs> Just. Kilometers instead of pounds. I don't know. <laughs> um, Bass guys like pounds. And so, like I said, we celebrated. We did all this. I sent you guys the picture saying, "Holy shit! Look at this thing!" Social media, screw you. Ended the day. He went home happy. I went home happy. Did Couldn't you? stop thinking about it. I thought it was a bad dream. So no. I went out the next morning. Just to verify, like, yeah, they're there. Uh-huh. This happened. So they're still there. Uh, what? Week and a half later, maybe? Two weeks? Mm-hmm. Dwan calls up and says, hey, I'm going to be around. You want to go fishing? Let's do it. I know this spot. I know there's fish. So we take off from the ramp, go to the spot. And nothing. I'd call it winning the lotto because I motored off, cut everything, trimmed up. He grabbed the rod, I grabbed the pole. Just still kind of cruising in from the the speed of the boat. Still adrift. And lo and behold, there they are again, but they've grown in number. Shit. I start freaking out again. How many do you think there were? First time and second time. First time, there was probably 20, 20, 25. All above 30. This time... There was plus 60, plus 35. There were no small ones. And there were like, uh, what are those fish that jump out and kill people? Sturgeon. Sturgeon. Yeah. (laughs) Below those. And you're like, holy. We didn't catch one. We saw one. He cast. I mean, he did everything right. There was no, they just didn't want to eat that day um so we picked up motored on went to another place that's fairly close and we saw even bigger ones and they were circling up yep he was asking me daisy chaining yeah are they spawning this time of year, usually I it's a fall it thing, but right. you know, it could. Yeah, I mean, I'm always game. Hey, 
tried casting at those, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we had to end the day with nothing. But he was just as excited seeing all those fish. And to see fish that size. size. Yeah. He was just impressed. He was ecstatic. So we're, what, one for at least, we'll say 12 good shots. But they just didn't want to. Yeah. Did you get plumed? <laughs> Once. And it was not Dwan's fault. It wasn't the cast. It wasn't the redfish. It was the damn black drum. <laughs> that you didn't see. That we didn't see that was coming, you know, right to left. And was like, oh, let me see derp, what these derp, redfish derp, are derp, doing. Derp, derp, and derp. They blew up to school, and it was a sandstorm. and Big so, plume. Yeah, so I told them, all right, we're going to pull down a little bit, let them regroup, this and that. And they did, so we came back and cast and cast and cast and cast. He was a real trooper. So there are big redfish in the Indian River still. Oh, yeah. No hmm. doubt. Hmm. So go ahead and uh, you know book your trip through River Yeti Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> River Free Yeti coupons. charters coming soon. Yep. Uh, Four fifty half day, eight fifty full day. Um, please book at least three weeks in advance. Right. Four fifty and eight fifty is you know six inch versus twelve inch. Well, sub it, Publix. <laughs> Not ben. currency. Ben, you'd know that. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of fishing, but not catching. Ben and I can identify with that. Yeah. We we went, and it was uh, on the windy side, Mm -hmm. as it has been. Has been, yeah. And uh, we chose to fish the river because at least the eastern side of the river Mm -hmm. would be a lee shoreline. Yep. And... uh, we launched uh, out of Patillo Creek, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we spent the better part of what two or three hours polling, yeah. Yeah. and uh, we just didn't see much. Mm-mm. I mean, refresh my recollection. I mean, no, maybe I, maybe we saw five, six. Yeah, maybe that'd be a and stretch. So, with that, I was explaining to Dewan. In my opinion, that's a lot of fish for the river. If you think about the size, the you know, shore to shore, you know, length of the river, that little area that you guys were in, you saw fish. Mm-hmm. It's, I think that's a good day, just based off of the size well, of particularly given the conditions we were in because it was the so river. turned up. Yeah, right? like it was. Uh, you get one. <laughs> In my experience, it. I've had better luck on the riverside. Like, I've had 12 and 15 fish where, like, I've seen them in a day and gotten shots on a pretty good number of those. Yeah, see, I, I would have called that a, a shitty day. Yeah, like, same. Like, they're just oh, we wow. didn't see many fish. And what fish we did see weren't, like, in a position where you could to make where, a shot. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah. All the ones we were seeing were swimming away. Just, but Just swimming and we got plumed by a couple of snook. Plumed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, 
and maybe a trout or two. Those damn the so the wildlife cool. was epic that day. Yeah, we yeah. Some really pretty roseate spoonbills, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all colored up, reddish herons. Um, we Are saw a bobcat that was taking a swim. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Larry's got great luck with swimming wildlife. You and yeah, I Larry and I, we saw a swimming rabbit one time out we, on the lagoon. We saw a deer. <laughs> Wasn't swimming very far. Uh, <laughs> Larry and I saw a deer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we sure did. I remember we saw that. A bobcat. Um, windy day, but fun. Good workout. Holy cow, my arms were. By the end of three hours, I knew I had been pulling. Yeah. So, wait, you pulled the whole three hours? Yeah. Yeah. It was a work trip. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, here's a, Larry's, Larry's discussing wait, upcoming you tell me jobs. Larry didn't offer to. It's not that he. There's an unspoken rule. <laughs> not a rule. There's an unspoken etiquette when I fish with Larry. And the unspoken etiquette is if the wind is gusting. I just pull. Yeah. The idea being... Is that because he's old? No. <laughs> oh. It's all part of stamina recovery. Stamina. And I don't mind pulling. I enjoy it. Like no. Larry said, it's a two-person sport at yeah. this point. It and is. I do enjoy... To defend my honor, <laughs> the trip before, Yeah. I pulled, and, and Ben was ben, the only one that caught a fish yeah, that day. It was mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. So We rotate. Larry pulls... Yeah. I just if it's super windy, I don't. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I used to be able to pull to get on the platform mm-hmm. and sp- stay there the entire day. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the past year and a half, coming up on two years, I haven't had quite the uh, gas tank anymore. But see, right, I don't know if Ben and Jameson feel this way. Yes, I want to fish, but I also want to pull because I'm learning. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not. Yeah. You know, just. Oh, yep, pushing, pushing. And hey, there's a fish. And those, like, the windy, shitty day was really good learning. Larry taught me quite a bit more on the finesse side of mm-hmm. tracking a boat in that mm-hmm. kind of wa- weather. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't have any regrets about it. You should give skiff lessons. I mean, there's definitely the enjoyment level goes up for the angler Mm -hmm. if the person pulling the boat becomes more intuitive Mm -hmm. about anticipating what the angler wants to see, what the boat position needs to be without being asked for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a mindset change when you're on the back of the boat. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it isn't just push, 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 push. I mean, plenty of people do that, but, you know, seeing and knowing what's going on and anticipating, you know, when you see that fish and you go ahead and just put your angler in the position, Mm -hmm. if you have, you know, sometimes there's not time to do it. And then, you know, your guy's going to just have to back cast to it or do whatever he has Mm -hmm. to do to make that cast. But if you're worth your salt on the back of the boat, you should be able to have that boat positioned by the mm-hmm. time you get to a fish, if you've seen it well far enough away, mm-hmm. that they're making a regular straight you know, cast normal for their strong mm-hmm. arm, and they're not fishing weak side. Um, so, you know, and, and 
it's mindset. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And until or unless you're exposed to it and people talk to you about it and tell you what, right. you know, how you should be thinking, you know, um, one of the things that I think happens routinely as somebody, you know, cause let's face it, you know, at some point you become a boat owner mm-hmm. yep. and, you know, depending on how much time you've fished with other people, sometimes, you know, like when, when people fish with me in the past, when I would go out and pole all day, like, you know, I'm not a paid guide. I'm not a licensed captain. But if I invite you out to fish, I'm going to pull you around all day, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, if you'd fished with me a few times, you know, you probably just fished the whole time. You didn't, you, you weren't on the back of the boat. And for selfish reasons, most of the time, I didn't jump up to the bow of the boat because I didn't want the experience of an inexperienced right guy on the back of the boat yeah. pulling me around because it's just frustrating then to me mm-hmm. like it just drives me fucking crazy mm-hmm. um yeah. but once you get your boat and you start polling you know y- you unless somebody exposes you to or talks to you about you know what you're doing then you don't think to do that but yep. one of the first things that I've always noticed that happens is like, you know, you're pulling, you're moving down a shoreline. Sometimes it's either too fast or too slow. And then eventually they kind of get like that. They figure out the the rhythm, but the, the number one whoopsie that I always see with somebody that's new to pulling the boat and being, you know, kind of basically in charge of the boat Mm -hmm. and boat position is up. There's a fish. Okay, two o'clock, moving to, you know, right to left. Yep, I see it. And then it's like, but they stop polling. Like, all of a sudden, it's just like, well, their job's done. And it's like, no, keep polling me. Start spinning the boat as we're, yeah, yeah. turn the boat, move it. Kick us off. Kick us a little bit out, you know. Um, The fish is going the same direction as us. You know, but you stopped. Now I can't. I I, you gotta catch I, I can't make that ninety yeah. foot cast. Yeah. You know, sorry. Now right. it's one hundred and twenty. Like you got to keep pulling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, get me within sixty feet, and I'll try to close the deal. But uh, and then inside of the you know inside of that, it's like you know as you're getting there, position the boat and turn the boat, whatever. And then like you know Ben was talking about when it's windy, especially if you're pulling downwind is you know what what does the boat want to do you know how do you counteract that you know how do you keep the boat from getting blown downwind too fast you know all those little idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. they're just as as important as you know learning how to cast Mm -hmm. because uh it is a two-man job and you're only as strong as the weakest link Mm -hmm. so do you have any advice for somebody that, you know, say they're fresh into a boat or they're not the most confident person on the pole, you know, to go Keep out and, and, and work on those? Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that I would tell you to do is limit the amount of distance the push pole travels away from your body. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. You know, and I can feel it if I'm the angler up front. Like, 
the boat starts walking around a lot, like, you know, tacking left and right, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Big adjustments. Big adjustments. You look back, and when they start pushing, they allow their arms to kind of go out and get away from their body, and they don't realize that that's turning the boat. And then they realize that that's going on. That distracts them. Now they get concentrated on why is the boat doing this, and they're looking over their shoulder about what they're going to do with where they're going to put the pole down. Mm-hmm. They've never stopped the turn that they started, so it's getting worse and worse already. They put the pole down, and then they're watching the pole as they're trying to turn the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, like, when I pull, the push pole stays on the s- hip. Stays on the hip, and it's more on feel than it is anything else and i keep it tight in and you develop being able to push pick up reset and put it down without ever looking back right you know and occasionally you'll hear a little ting you know you might hit the prop on the way down or whatever yep but i i was always told there's a hula hoop size spot behind the boat Right behind them, right behind the lower unit, mm-hmm. hula hoop size. Ninety percent of the time, right? Right. You're just working inside that hula hoop, but like you know, if you're going to get really technical, like in a creek or something, or if there's current, you may go outside of that hula hoop because you, you need to make to. a really yeah. aggressive turn. Yep. So the biggest thing is stay in contact with the push pole, keep it tight. Mm-hmm. When you're pushing, don't forget to stop momentum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you start swinging the boat around, you stop the momentum, and then you continue forward. And it's not a matter of picking up to stop it. It's just like you can feel it. You can almost, like, lean into it and stop it. That's where that – it's almost like Use in billiards, head. what they, they refer to it as English, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yep. You just got to put a little English into it. You, you wind up using your hip as, like, a little bit of a finesse. Well, it's a pivot point. Yeah. 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 So that, you know, and that's, it's kind of hard to put into words, but you know, keep it tight, keep it, Mm -hmm. you know, and don't get in a hurry. Right. So practice working that pole. Yeah. And and one thing I'll say is, as a guy that doesn't, didn't start fishing, having a boat, you know, doesn't currently have, you know, full on flat skiff. Uh, You know, if you have friends that have boats, be honest with them, say, Hey man, never pulled a boat i'd like to learn oh yeah can we go out i'll be on the back you fish the whole time but i i'd Mm -hmm. like to get pointers teach me right oh yeah absolutely and then i mean even if you mess up a shot larry what did i do wrong Mm -hmm. for you on this shot right that i could have done better for you Mm -hmm. and and probably one of the bigger problems that i run into is i'm a lefty Mm. And everybody's used to that I fish with (laughs) setting up, setting up, and they're Mm -hmm. setting up in their mind what they would be doing about to get take that. And it's like, no, 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 turn the (laughs) other way, the other way. God damn it, turn the other way, you know, because they're thinking in right handed terms. So you've got to be. You got to be in tune with <laughs> thinking yeah. in mirror image mm-hmm. if you well, happen to come a across a lefty. Me, yeah, let me kick the aft out this way a little right. bit. Yeah. And and you know it's funny like um, when 
I fish with some people, you know, like I'll pull in, you know, people that I'm confident in their polling and, and I've got experience with them. You know, we play this game of, you know, who's going to poll first or, you know, and yeah, stuff like that. There's always that fight. Yeah. Well, well and, and so if I'm in my skiff, I'll intentionally put us on a shoreline where what I'll refer to it as a right-handed shoreline. Mm-hmm. And they're reaching for the push pole because they're just trying to be, you know, courteous. Right. And it's like, no, 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 no. And they're like, no, 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 you fish first. I'm like, nope. Yep. This is a right-handed shoreline. Okay. You're going to fish. And yep. they're like, uh, okay. And so you can control to a certain extent <laughs> where you're, you know. Until they're both righties or both lefties. Right, right. <laughs> right. And, and, and the nice thing is, like, you know, when Dr. Chris and I fish together, yeah. um, he's right on left. And it's funny, like, he and I will, depending on, like, don't we even may have to talk. We don't have to talk. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, if we're fishing my skiff or we're fishing his skiff, you know, things just happen because that's the way they, they happen. But, uh, you know, there's sometimes where it's like, little gamesmanship that goes on where it's like middle of the summer it's like you want to poll first because you don't want to poll later because yep. Yep. it's hotter later early, yeah. yeah so it's like you know hey we'll take my skiff you know and, and then you like set it up so that you know, you have that nice morning breeze. Before. You know, he's he's fishing first, and then, and then you're like, and then the ultimate fuck off is to get up there, you know, land that fish, you know, get a fish real quick, and then that flips. Right. You know, it's it's almost yeah, it's 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 almost like a NASCAR pit strategy. Yeah, and then like there's a fucking caution. Shit, that fucking strategy just went out the window. Um, and, and, you know, it's like then you pull for like an hour and a half and then you finally see a fish and the guy you're fishing with is very adept, you know, and boom, it's like automatic. You know he's going to catch it. He does. And you switch and you're like, all right, cool. You know, I'm getting a break off the push pole. And fucking a fish shows up five minutes later, you yeah. catch it and you're like, God damn it, damn we got to switch. Wow. You know, it's like <laughs> that didn't work out so well. So, no, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of argument involved. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, no, I want to... No, really, I want to poll so I can learn. Right. You know. All right. You're a lefty. You're a righty. Things are different. Yeah. Like, I want to. I'm not doing this just... Like he's at a courtesy. Right. I'm doing this to actually learn to make experiences better for the next person. And, you know, it's funny, like, when you and Jacqueline and I fished... (laughs) Um. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you gonna say? What are you doing, turning around? You don't turn around, talk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about yep. that. She learned quick. Yeah, I taught. I taught Jacqueline a fucking lesson. Um, <laughs> Jacqueline turned around to like tell a story or something, and I fucking jumped right into she that. Was, ass. I'm assuming she was on the. Oh yeah, she was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, she was up. Platform. She was up front. You know, line stripped out, ready to go, and she like <laughs> turns around to start talking. I was like, "What are you doing?" 
She's like, what? I was like, turn the fuck around. <laughs> you can tell a story looking ahead. And yeah, yeah. I was just laughing in my head like, oh, yep, you got Larry. <laughs> <laughs> like, this ain't fucking story time with yeah. Jacqueline. You know, if you, if you can't tell a story, look, you know, talking over your shoulder, you got more shit to learn, girl. <laughs> um, it's all right, Jacqueline. Everyone gets Larry. Well, hey. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just trying to help you guys. Exactly. That's all I'm just That's trying it. to help. Um, it means that he loves you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I I don't very often fish in the situation where there's three people in the skiff. Right. Correct. It it actually drives me batshit. Um, you don't to, want to be that middle person. So yeah. I don't, I, in your you won't be doing something. Yeah. Um, you know, and I fished with uh, Mike and Owen. Um, Two weeks ago now, I guess, something like that. Yeah. Week and a half ago. And uh you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what I'm used to. I'm used to either being on the back or the front, period the end. Like sitting in the middle, I'm like, You're, what, you're you know, dancing either yeah, way. <laughs> what yeah. do I do with my hands? Yeah, right. what do I do with my hands? What am I doing here? Um but um you know, it, 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 if you've got the right crew, it can be okay to be on mm-hmm. the, you mm-hmm. know, on deck and uh or if you have you know something else to do like i know andrew likes to be a third and you know if he's not the guy on the pole or oh, yeah. oh, he's got his he's, camera he's out or whatever camera yeah photos yeah. and you know if that's something you're into yeah the third makes sense you know? well, and and like you know when i was fishing with owen and mike like owen's really uh it's the first time i've met him um he works over orlando outfitters uh he's working really hard to you know hone his craft on the skiff in hopes of uh starting to guide Mm. um i think he just recently finished his captain's license and has sent everything off so like you know he'll have his credentials soon enough but um he's fishing quite a bit with mike and to, to which I say kudos because, you know, one of the better ways to get pretty good uh, is to fish with guys that are really fishy and really, Absolutely. really good yeah. casters. Mm-hmm. But um, I really did enjoy that threesome uh, <laughs> uh, just because it's a lot of meat, <laughs> the <laughs> angler, as well as the guy on the back of the boat and myself we were all very interconnected mm-hmm. from the standpoint of everybody has really good eyes. Everybody kind of knows what the plan is. Mm. And, you know, Owen and I were both like seeing the same stuff, like within moments of each other, even, you know, I'd be, you know, I'm sitting way lower than him mm-hmm. and he'd be like, oh, and did you see such and such at such and such distance? And he's like, yeah, I just saw that. And then we would both be like calling it out to Mike and, you know, Mike would be like, okay. And I'd be like, point, you know, yeah. that's another little idiosyncratic um, thing that I like is telling time with the clock that, that, that gets you close. in the ballpark, ballpark. gets you close. If you're the angler on the front and you're having any difficulty whatsoever seeing 
fish. Say something. Well, say something, but more importantly than that, right where you're looking, point with your rod to where you think I'm telling you to go, mm-hmm. and then that tells me what you're thinking two o'clock is versus what I just thought two o'clock was, mm-hmm. and then from there I can tell you tick a little bit left, tick a little bit right, whatever. You know, it's like and. And don't make this big fucking swing when I tell you, go a little left, you know. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 back to the right. No, 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 back to the left. You know, just like slow. Okay, right there. I wanted you to go to 204. That's right. (laughs) Not 240. And 32 seconds. And then then it's a matter of, okay, lift your rod tip up a little bit. Okay, now you're pointing towards the mangroves I'm talking about. Right. Okay, did you see that? Yes, that little bit of rip. Yes, that's a fish. He was tailing. He's now moving to the left. He's facing left. He's really tucked in back there. So see the pocket to the left of that? That's where you're going to see him. He's in a shadow right now. Okay. Yep. Okay, I can see him. Do you see him yet? No. Okay, he's coming out. He's in the sunshine. Do you see him? Yes, I see him. Take your shot when you're comfortable. I feel like I'm on the skiff. So, you know, that's like... That level of detail is not something that a normal person does, right? No, so but that, you, that's the thing, especially fishing with you. You are very... Exactly the way you just described yeah. it is, okay, that fish, okay, that mangrove, okay. Look a little bit to the left. You see the ripple. Okay, he's still there. I still see him. You know that. Yeah, you might not see him yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's that will and just have the dialogue with the person on the bow. If you're on the back, <clears throat> especially if you have eyes on, talk them through exactly what you're seeing till they get it. Mm-hmm. Until they say, "All right, shut up, man. I got it." Yeah, you and know? then yeah, clear. Take your shot whenever right. you want it. Yeah, and the quickest way on my displeasured side is to tell me when to cast (laughs) like you know okay okay now you know i fished with somebody that'll remain nameless um down in biscayne bay and then out of isla mirada sweet it wasn't me and I was I was a paying customer. Um, no one around this table. And we absolutely had a phenomenal time. Phenomenal time. And it was laid back, just like I just described. Yeah. You know, like, okay, do you see that nervous water? Yeah, okay. A little bit beyond that, because uh, that's bait. I just saw a tail. Okay, I think, all right, I'm pointing to it. Yep, okay. 15 feet past that, there was a tail. We're just going to sit here for a second. Oh, okay, you see it? Yeah, okay, I see it. Whenever you're ready. Boom. Take my shot. Fucking strip, strip. Fish on. We're good to go. We fish a second day, and there's tarpon that we're throwing at. And it's like, okay, do you see the, yep, make the cast fucking fish eats i take the fucking fly away from it like a fucking rookie i pick up put it right back in front of the fish the fish is kind it eats a second time um nothing but fucking patience and understanding from the back of the boat so fast forward like a year later another buddy of mine 
is interested in going and fishing with this guide because I've told this story about how fucking chill it was and how fucking, you know, on point and everything. The twosome to threesome dynamic changed it like you would not believe. And it was almost like there was like this performance that came out of the the back of the boat where it was like, you know, frenetic telling us when to cast add distance da, 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 da. like and it was like this just order 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 and one of the things that i'm i always try to be mindful of you know especially when it comes to the casting portion you know you know people jokingly say you know i i can't you know, I can't guarantee you're going to catch fish, but I'll give you the chance to catch fish, right? Right. If you don't allow the angler on the front of the boat the opportunity to fuck it up on their own, yeah. you're doing them a disservice. Like, to try to micromanage what they're doing, you know, by telling them to cast or, you know, do this, do the other, you can't react that quickly you know like you know so the biggest thing i guess is like so there's a sweet spot that all of us have right that we as an angler have developed like a confidence level mine's 45 to 55 feet Mm -hmm. that's where i want to take my first shot Mm -hmm. and the left alone that's where i'm going to take my shot um sometimes people will be like you know 65 70 feet away and they're telling you to come on man cast 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 the fish are spooky and you know you maybe have the fly line in the air and you've got like one back cast two back cast and they're telling you cast 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 or they're telling you don't cast don't cast don't cast and it's like now you're trying to respond to th- what they're telling you to do and it yeah. just fucks your rhythm up lay it yeah. down lay it down yeah and it's like drop it drop it drop it drop it <laughs> you know but again the longer you fish with one particular person you'll yeah. kind of learn their rhythm there you know larry's gonna want to take a shot a little bit further out than say Mm -hmm. you know jameson does yeah but i also know that if i'm on the back of the boat i know jameson likes the 35 to 40 Mm -hmm. foot shot yep so i need to push in a little bit closer before he's going to be comfortable taking the shot where i'm comfortable taking a little bit further away Mm -hmm. and then i'm okay with the shorter follow-up Right. You want it a little bit more. You you want the fight to be in the phone booth. Yeah. I want to throw the first long bomb and then step into the phone booth. Right? Right. So, again, it's learning your dance partner. That's that's all it really is. Yeah. And the only way to do it is to, you know, get that core group of guys that you fish with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, on social media lately, Eric Snowden. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dude. That kid is a fucking rod, and yeah. everybody he seems to fish with, and and I think that that little group of guys are are, are in a are like the, gelling, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. gelling, yeah, yeah they, they got the mojo. Well, yeah. they all have those fucking uh, things 
that, you know, the, that are in their shoes. You yep. know, they're like, hey, you gelling? I'm gelling. Dr. Yep. Scholes. I'm gelling. <laughs> yeah, I'm gelling. So, um, you know, I think there's no, there's no substitute for time on the water. No, um, no substitute for experience. And the only way to get it is to go. And if you're waiting on it to be perfect, three to five mile an hour winds out of the whatever, and that's the only time you go, you got a long fucking career ahead of you of getting to the point where you're needing to be versus just go out and suck it up and fucking take what the good Lord gives you. Mm -hmm. Here's the other thing. On three to five days... Mm-hmm. That's when the most boats are going to be out. So Absolutely, are you're going to get blown yeah. over, and the fish know it too. <clears throat> yep. So, with all this, my question to you guys: Have you ever had anybody cast out a manatee, thinking it was a fish? Mm-hmm. Not thinking it was a fish. No, I've had people cast out a manatee for jokes. I did that this week. <laughs> <laughs> was it a baby manatee? And did you think oh, no. it was a massive redfish, or was it one of the 1,200-pound Goliaths? So it was with Dewan. Uh-huh. And you would see, you know, the fish, just a big black ball moving. And I thought, like, two or three of them broke off from the school and started swimming towards us, so I, you know, kind of kicked the boat around and was like giving instruction and i'm like all right nope pick it back up send in front it. of them nope strip 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 nope just nope back oh that's a manatee <laughs> <laughs> i mean is that a good problem or a bad problem uh, there are worse ones <laughs> i mean you could have pulled a kobe like, off i was like i was embarrassed but i was like <laughs> that's hmm. funny I learned... It makes for good podcasting. Just because it's a big black spot moving does not mean... A fish it does not make. fish. Right. So it's funny, too. <laughs> like, so... I want to know what manatee would eat. When... I already got the fly. Like. When you fish with someone long enough to, you start to learn what... It means for you to say strip or bump yes. it, tick, 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 you know, and, and like, so when I fished with Mike and Owen, like tick is not like, I've never heard, you know, tick, 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 you know, ticket, ticket or whatever. And, but they were, they were on point together. Yeah. Um, and Mike took a very long shot at a redfish and the redfish tried to eat it and Mike be the first to admit he pulled the fly out of its mouth he tried to set it too fast but he picked right back up put the fly back in you know the zone the zone and damn dude that fish was hot when it ate like i don't i think i shared the video with you Mm -hmm. guys man i mean it was like into the fucking backing hot and mike wasn't running like you know a rig with like no drag on it it was just the fish was fucking hot no social media drag on that one. <laughs> no i mean it just the fish hit it running and never slowed down it Click was paul yeah it was pretty pretty awesome <laughs> that was a t-bore that was the everglades there you oh. go they got good drags on them yeah so uh i do have the manatee fly though ready okay. 
Let's when you're it. ready. I'll bring the 14. The Brussels sprout? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the poor pie flop. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> big, big, just big, looks like a leaf of romaine. I was going to say, big piece of romaine. <laughs> the, uh, I took a little solo a trip a week and a half ago. Kind of got off work a little bit early. Yeah. Mm, you got and a good boss. Up. Yeah, well, it's, you Must know, nice. make sure the beast. Sometimes <laughs> things go smoother nice. than you plan, and I was close to home, and I was like, "See what happens when you pull all day." Mm-hmm. So hooked the skiff up, and it was I hadn't solo fished in a while, so there's like that awkward fumble where you're getting used to like, yep. how do I do this again? Yep. I'm on the front. Um, right, you're on the front, but you're pulling, pulling backward. But, right. Yep. And. What do I do with the push pole when I see the fish? How do I pick well, this fucking fly rod back up the nice thing, and watch the fish? The nice thing with how I've got my boat set is I've got my pulling platform a couple inches lower than standard. And then my casting platform is a little bit higher than, like, a couple inches higher than so most. your boat's jacked up. My boat's jacked up, but it's advantageous when you're stuck. Carolina squad of boats. Carolina <laughs> <laughs> <A lot of laughs> <squat> of boats. <laughs> and it's, you know, offset just enough to where you can lay the push pole on the pulling platform and then drop it and have enough time to do what you need to do. Mm, must be nice to build your own boat. It helps. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Pay for um, it. And just the mindset of remember to slow down a little bit. Yeah. And there were fish everywhere. I They were spooky. I'd, I'd throw the fly 15 feet in front of them and you'd just see them kind of angle off a little bit and i could never get anything to even look at it i've been blaming the environment a lot because of that I, I environment think, being clouds no clouds you have more birds and that, that could be it's all part of it oh. i think part of it was i had a little bit heavier clouser making a little bit more noise oh switched up to a little bait fish pattern and you know right at the end and Finally, just I'm I'm kind of like you. I don't like switching flies out. Was it a game changer? No, no. It was just a light. <gasps> I thought that was the rule down there. It might be the rule, but I don't. I've not been. A rule <laughs> I've been baller. fishing. Hey, I've been listen, fishing buddy. a micro EP game changer. Okay, yeah. Fish. And it's been the fucking hot ticket. The micros are cool. Those are good size. The bigger ones before they came out, the micros <laughs> were like they were the the golden rule for the new hotness. The middle river, I yep. guess, is what we'll call it. Yep. And but it was neat because you, you kind of round it. I picked a small section because I had like two and a half, three hours. So I picked a small enough section. But I'm like, I can pull this with the rest of my time. It's probably a mile and a half. And pulling, you like round a corner. And if you just did a quick glance, you just keep going. I got to, It was neat to get to the point where you'd slow down and be like, I'm just going to stop for a second. And then all of a sudden, you'd see a redfish come out of this mangrove. Or you'd see a snook come out from this side, and you'd get shots on them. Nothing neat, but the The most interesting thing that I will tell you about fishing with Mike and Owen was legitimately we saw half a dozen tailing redfish. And I haven't seen tailors in forever. Right. Like, it's been a shoreline bank crawler kind of fishery for the longest time. And, you know, it wasn't because there was grass that they, but it was. uh, That's what I said to Mason. They were legit fucking tailing. And I was like, holy fuck. And, you know, even pulling the shoreline before we got into, you know, Retosaurus, it was. This is unusual. Mm -hmm. This doesn't. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. 
So uh, let's uh, gonna make it. Let's Nobody's answer this coffee. Let's answer a half a beer. Hey yo, a question that yeah. uh, we got from one of uh, our followers over on social media. Very nice. He said, uh, you know, he had just moved to the area and he was wanting to know about waiting opportunities. You know, I don't know whether it's because I'm a on the bigger side human being or whether it's just, you know, that way for everyone. I don't like waiting. Really. I've never found anywhere in Mosquito Lagoon or the river that mm-hmm. I really enjoy waiting yeah. because even though when you're on the skiff and you plant the push pole and you push hard, if you've got, you know, if you're using the mud foot, it feels like a really firm bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I step out of the boat, nope. I'm like ankle to oh, yeah. to knee deep in fucking mud, and it just you know have one. have I fished by waiting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have I ever enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. Truly, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that being said, I think if I were to do any kind of wade fishing. I would probably try to find access up in the northern end of the lagoon okay. um, where there's a lot more moving water mm-hmm. because with all the tidal current, you don't get a buildup of the silt sediment. And, the, and sediment. So you, you're probably going to find some harder bottom that you could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you're also going to be in oyster territory. So don't do it barefoot. Don't do it in flip flops. Don't do it in flip flops. Like get yourself some actual wading boots. And uh, you know, just uh, I I wish we had more info for you. Yeah. But uh, I just don't know that there's uh, a lot of opportunity. I mean, there's opportunity. There is down down my way. There there is down down by me. There's a bunch. But that's. I mean, this guy's wanting an hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, probably the one spot that jumps out at me that, like, I know quite a few people do wade, and I have no idea because I've never waded that area, and I'm sure it's just like the rest of the lagoon, you know, you're going to sink in at least ankle deep, is um, out of Scottsmore, you uh, know, yep. the western shoreline the west, of Scottsmore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but also be aware... You know, shuffle. There's fucking, oh, you know, a yes. lot of rays. So, uh, uh, I mean, um, I've waited over by where you and I fished in Patillo Creek. Okay. Is Edie Creek down in the south end? Yeah. That's getting kind I've of seen, dangerous. Yeah, because there's gators down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Patillo Creek, it, once you get, if you go and walk, it's weird because that flat, there's certain spots where that flat's mud, but once you get past that flat, you can walk the shoreline and it's sand. Right. So if you go up Patillo Creek and walk wade south, okay, it stays kind of sandy, yeah. and you okay. can wade that, but that's the only thing I know up this way. There okay. is uh, a book that focuses on Middle Eating. River, North River, Indian River, is what I'm talking by Luke... L-U-C, Desjardins. Okay. A Frenchman. Yeah. And he'll hotspot. 
you know, Canadian. Uh, walk in here. Okay. And it'll get you to this flat. Walk in here, and you'll have a good time. Yeah. I one, have it, but. One thing I'll say, too, is, you know, uh, obviously, Biolab for, you know. Oh, no, yeah. no, but, sh- but sh- no. What I will say, you're gonna get someone killed by now. That 12 foot alligator. Well, <sighs> when I was first starting and I didn't have a boat and I didn't know you guys, I had walked some of the other dike roads, and you know, the more well, there goes my clientele. <laughs> <laughs> the more the more dike roads you walk, the more places you cover. Oh yeah, the, absolutely. The better opportunity you will find, and you'll. You'll recognize uh, spots for... Even up this way? Uh, uh, what is it? Shiloh Marsh Road, which isn't really a road anymore. Right. But nice long walk. Listen, You'll you get both river access and dike road. So, you know, the moral of the story <laughs> is get out, and, get, out and, get out and explore. And, yes. You know, yeah. put in some time. There's no magic recipe to it. You just got to get out and find where you're comfortable. Yep. Yeah. If so. you sink to your knees, put an X on the map and say, don't go here, and yeah. continue yeah. on. You be warned. One yep. thing on the dike roads, watch out for snakes. Yeah. Snakes. And don't go barefoot. <coughs> Sam. Snakes. <laughs> no step on snake. 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 Flipper. Snake. We're not really uh, very flush with um, strip set. Mm-mm. Trout set. No, not tonight. Um, tonight, but we have sure. uh, I have a couple of a uh, couple of things, um, and and one of them kind of relates to, and somebody mentioned it on our social media post, asking for ideas. Um, the catch and release um, policy change that a lot of people I've noticed on social media are talking about it as if it's. Already in effect. Already in effect, <laughs> and it's not. No. It's hardly in effect. Um, it's maybe been proposed. It has been proposed, <laughs> and just like if you were going to build a reservoir to hold water and clean water before you send it south, there's a very rigid process of, you know, Things and steps that have to take place and public input that has to take place. So what this catch and release policy change that's been proposed, it comes from staff. So you have to understand whether you're talking about a water management district or the Florida Wildlife Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, those commissioners on whether it's a water management board or the commission over Florida wildlife, those are appointed positions. And then there are paid staffers that work for that organization. And it's the job of the paid staffers to develop and come up with projects and or policies and or regulations and once they come up with those ideas, they present them to the commission and the commission will consider them. And if they're going to consider them and want to change a policy or institute a policy or create a project and approve a project, 
one of the first steps is to get public input. Mm -hmm. So I say the catch and release only for the East Central area as defined by Florida Wildlife Commission is definitely a strip set. It's overdue. Um, I can tell you 15 years ago, um, there was a, a group of us that started talking about the need for and a wish and a want for catch and release only. And we approached it by saying, well, you know, we have a national seashore and we have a national wildlife refuge. Why can't we get the managers mm-hmm. of those federal agencies to institute catch and release only in the waters that they're over? Um, it'd be no different than Smoky Mountain National Park instituted yeah. catch and release only on brook trout. They have um, some places yeah. you can't even fish in Smoky Mountain. No, I mean, yeah. Well, and so even here there was a certain whale's tail where there was a guaranteed school of fish, right? That would just swim around every day within, yeah, well, the seashore. So the long and short of it, fifteen years ago when we started seeing that decline happening, um, you know, we went to the management of the refuge and said, you know, it's very clear that redfish numbers are declining uh, based on our anecdotal, you know, Mm -hmm. we're out there every day, Mm -hmm. you know, we're seeing it, we're seeing it happen. And their response was, we follow state guidelines, state, you know, and so it was just very frustrating that nobody was willing to do it and there was always an argument from people that were against it because there's always going to be people that are against it i've already heard people a lot more people against it that i've heard than for it um with the same old tired mouth breathing knuckle dragon (laughs) rationale of you mean if i come over and fish you're not gonna allow me to feed my family you're ruining fishing in this area, <laughs> um, and and that's who a lot of a lot of the uh, managers cater to. Um, unfortunately, they don't see the bigger picture unless you're a migratory waterfowl or shorebird, and um, you know. So they they just completely rebuffed the idea. See um, now, for whatever reason, manatees. Um, they've decided they need to at least start doing a few things, reaching for some of the low-hanging fruit. And they've quantified, staff has, that, yeah, hey, you guys were right 15 years ago, and uh, you're really right today. So we're going to institute you know, catch and release. But in order to do that, they have to follow a very specific procedure. procedure. And if they don't, the devil's in the details. Um, not sure how many of uh, our listeners or anybody sitting at this table realize this. There should not be currently any commercial fishing, shellfish or otherwise, in Mosquito Lagoon right now. Mm-hmm. 
But there is, and there will be for another 10 years. You know why? Because the national ref, the refuge and the national seashore, they proposed 15, 18 years ago, a long time ago, that they were phasing out. They called it sunsetting. They were sunsetting the ability for commercial crabbers to continue clamors, crabbers, like every, like mullet boats, all of it was going away. You would not be permitted to do it. And they passed it, and it became like the, the rule of the land for about 24 hours, maybe a week, maybe a month, whatever it was, whatever it took for the very smart, shrewd, very well-organized commercial fishing guys that kept their mouth shut they saw that the refuge management missed or improperly did the um, public comment period out of procedure and on a technicality they just kept their mouth shut they waited and as soon as it was about to be phased out They filed a lawsuit, went in front of a federal judge. The federal judge heard their argument that this I wasn't dotted, this T wasn't crossed, and it got thrown out. So they had to start over. So when we start celebrating early, you know, this catch and release change, just be aware that we're starting to see movement towards catch and release only in our area. And... I, I for sure, you know, strip set, we support it, but it's not a done deal. And, you know, tip of the cap, I suppose, to a group of folks that drove up to uh, Gainesville to, you know, support the idea. A little premature. I mean, it, that recommendation was getting made no matter how many people no. showed up on no. either side of it. Yeah. It wasn't the approach. Like, they didn't care what anybody had to say at this point. From this point forward, they're going to be asking for public input. And that's where we have to gear up and make sure folks are aware. If you support the health of the estuary overall and you support seeing this place return to its former glory, then we should tap the brake yeah. and you know give it a give it a little bit of time to recover and that's when it's going to be important to have your voice heard when do you think that one organization will step in and say something like as soon as Tampa Bay happened whether it was with the red tide and or the phosphate mine it's not big enough money there here. were acts of eco terrorism <laughs> Being spoken, um, it's not going to happen. I, no, you don't. <clears throat> I think that there's certainly the groundwork being laid for. Could we call it a splinter group? Okay. Um, to come in and model. Mm-hmm future operations to 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 mirror that southwest florida organization 
um, in order to enrich someone with a, a decent salary, um, notoriety, and you know, if only there was some alliance or something that could yeah. take care of it. And and that's what I anticipate because it's being positioned behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't expect the same level of success um, because, gotcha. you know, it's it's almost that first-to-market kind of deal. Yeah. Um, you know, people are kind of getting wise to how mm-hmm. that has right. worked out over the last few years. Well, they got to get a good slogan and a good logo. That's that's key. Yeah. And getting, getting things done. Good hats. Good hats. Ooh. Excellent stickers. Yes. And... Uh, it's it's got to be something catchy, and right now, I, what I've seen so far, it's not super catchy. No, and and it has the distinct flavor of carpet bagging. Uh-huh. Um, well. So <laughs> tastes like old yarn. Yeah. So do, uh, do we know because there is one local presence? I guess we won't put them on blast, but uh, there's an alliance. Do we know if any of those folks made the trip over? Oh to- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, put on quite a show. Okay, put on quite a show. I mean, like Only not not the type that there was, you know, like golf clapping or even applause. It was like you know, rolling of eyes and yawns and. You know, all I needed to know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Yep. There, there's going to be you know emulation and mm-hmm. uh, attempts at creating you know something like that. But uh, you know, well, you know, imitation is the at the end of the of at the end of the day, yep. it's all about the geology. Yep, that's right. So, um, something that I you know it wouldn't be. A podcast episode without <laughs> me sharing with you, Uh-oh. oh boy, one of my most recent YouTube discoveries. Because if there's Ooh. something I'm good at, it's trying to reach you know the end of the inner tubes, yeah, um, <laughs> through the YouTube portal. Um, and I know I've I've at least told you guys briefly, you know, the uh, South Florida. Um, has it going on when it comes to um, channels that um, show like all the craziness that goes on at their boat ramps down there? <laughs> boat ramp fails, and then they've got uh, inlets. Then they've got the inlets, inlets yeah. you know, where my, my girls over at Blue Top Legend, uh-huh. Blue Top Ooh, Legend, out. <laughs> um, but uh, that Boston Whaler, anyway. You know, there's a guy now doing. Um, commentary on the boat ramp in New Smyrna Beach. Oh, that's a rabbit hole I fell down hard. So so you know the credit card captain? Oh, I know Mm -hmm. him very well. Okay. I I need to go. I'm going to camp out and go find him and shake his hand. So this is... So is this the ramp... By your residence? Or yeah. Is there, yeah. Okay. This is yeah. North, okay. On the North, North Causeway, Causeway yep. New Smyrna Beach ramp. But he, he also... He takes video from other places, too. Yeah, he also will go up to, like, Port Orange, or he'll go over to uh, the inlet 
you know, right there in Ponce Inlet and do like the small Ooh. ramp there. We need we're, a river we're breeze. We're still safe cabin. then. Yeah. River safe. breeze would have some good ones. So oh. what I find funny is like he, you know, he, he actually has a short video where he explains where did I get the name credit card captain? And he's like, you know, right. And he, and he, he shows, he says right over on the other side of that bridge, yep. you walk up, you show your credit card, you're a captain for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll put you in that pontoon boat, and off you go. There you go. And uh, he goes, it's like a Pez dispenser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those those boats just come out of there, and uh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> He's like, for instance, look at this guy. And then he'll like pick <laughs> it apart, you know. Yeah. Um, Shannon was out of town this past weekend for her 50th, and uh, so... You know, Wyatt's off doing his thing. I'm just kind of holding down the fort. And uh, I was like, yep, I think it's about that time. I'm going to go up and check out the boat ramp. So I got in the golf cart and uh, went up to the boat ramp. And it was just starting to be that time of the day where everybody was, like, rotating back in. And uh, lo and behold, across. the, The cool thing about our boat ramp is there's two boat ramps actually there's you know the they're right on that canal there's the north side and then the south side of or i guess it'd be the east, east and the and west, west east yeah. and west side um and he sets up typically over on the east side and shoots across the canal so he's far enough away but he's got the zoom and you know it, it's just he does a damn fine job of recording it and then he does post-production voiceover mm-hmm. where there's a guy in South Florida that like does his shooting and like kind of talks about Walks it while he, while yeah. he's shooting it yeah. and I think that the credit card captain does a better job because he's got time to go back and look at it mm-hmm. and then you know Kind of, he knows what's coming. Yeah, and he and he, and he he talks about it, and and it's more of cutting jokes and like you know, um, if you if you look it up on YouTube, the the credit card your credit card captains, um, it's it's worth a laugh or two. Um, <laughs> he doesn't self. get a ton of content every weekend. Yeah, um, you know it's we're pretty. not. We're not Miami where you have like 16 oh, yeah. ramps, you know, there's yeah. only four ramps there, but, uh, well worth the, the time subscribe, you know, that way, you know, when he does put a new one out, you, you'll know it and go, they're usually only 10, 15 minutes long yeah. is a long one. Usually they're his, five his to seven minutes. Short, yeah. yeah. But, uh, note to self, do not launch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's also informative, you know, I mean, he, he does note, you know, some of the thing he points out, not only what they're doing wrong, but he also says, Hey, you could do this better. Right. Personally, he he mentions a lot. I've noticed in a lot of videos, he's like, low and slow is the way to go. He said, look, he's pulling in slow. This is exactly what you want to do. Yep. She ties up on the front end and then, you know, something else goes wrong here. He's like, get the fenders out. Oh, but you missed the fenders and yeah. you know, you're going to get scratches or whatever. Like, right. He's not just 
oh my god, look at this idiot! I can't believe <laughs> yeah. he's doing yeah. this. And yeah, he's coming in hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's definitely some of that. But <laughs> I mean, I guess if you wanted to draw a parallel, um, he's almost like the huge fly fisherman, where there's a lot of sarcasm, <laughs> but there's also a little bit of lesson in there too. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know how, but Ben like actually texted me and was like, hey, man, you got to check this out. Talk about this on the show. I was like, bro, it was already on the fucking <laughs> note. So like he found it all the way out in Colorado. I don't know what Ben was searching for, but he, he found it. He's got a lot of time on the YouTubes. Yeah. Um, ben actually found, not to switch gears, but it's just the way it goes. Um, ben found a 14-foot Johnson fucking cherry condition out there out there and <laughs> he was course. he was he was doing a fucking home inspection it was some guy passed away the kids are fucking well. like you know getting the house ready to sell this johnson skiff has been sitting in grandpa's garage for like 14 years it's on a little fucking you know trailer galvanized trailer and one of the pictures Ben sent me, it has a fucking Florida Polk County license plate. Oh, my God. I was yeah, like, I'm holy straight. shit. Wow. And I was like, please tell me you offered to buy that so you could, like, make yourself a carp skiff. And he was like, yeah. oh, I just didn't know who to talk to. I was not I was like, dude, offer him <laughs> fucking grand, yeah. you know. Just get the fucking boat. But I've no one else that. out there is going to use it. Right. right. I've noticed that out west, though. There's like a lot of hidden gems uh-huh. where you could be like, well, Grandpa oh, takes it out oh, there. Oh, yeah. It's a Carolina. And Colorado. What? <laughs> They're out there. You wouldn't think it's out there. No, but. you wouldn't. No. Uh, since we're jumping around, I just happened to look down at notes. Um, nippers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, and I have it under strip set, trout set, trout set. Um, Nipples. I guess um, strings. Set. <laughs> Abel has some new um, nippers out. More mm-hmm. of a one ring, which one bear kind of guy. I want to say that um, they were probably the first. Abel was probably the first that uh, did high end nippers. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Would, would that be accurate. That'd be accurate. And um, throughout the years, they've gone from, you know, being those, you know, it's it's like a German razor versus an American razor, you know, but then then they started getting like the artist series and all that. And, and, you know, I I just saw it and I saw some negative, you know, and it may have even been like one of those silly meme pages um, making fun of the fact that there were like new nip, like new brand new Able nippers coming out. I'm going to tell you, I think it's a fucking strip set. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in capitalism. And if Abel sees a market for high-end nippers, they're not marketing to me because, you know, your teeth are, you know, tools, not jewels, is what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know... Or we, your we teeth are jewels, not tools. What, however, the dentist is like, you know, don't be biting the fucking, yeah. you know, mono. You're going to break a tooth. Break a tooth. Yeah, sure. um, you know, I'm not inclined to be one of the people lining up to pay 300 bucks for a pair of nippers. I'm the guy that gets like, you know, the $5 little ones that are going to rot away real quick that are 
yeah. the point of sale at the fly shop. Yep. And, you know, even beyond that, it's like, you know, the kid and the wife are like, has anybody seen the the fingernail clippers? <laughs> you know no. them able toenail clippers, boy? <laughs> yeah. And that's... <laughs> You know, the, those work. So uh, <laughs> you, you can catch me. My grandpa always had a pair, pure toenail clippers, the, the, the shiny chromium uh-huh. with a little piece of bright pink fluorescent yarn uh-huh. through the hole to make a loop on them. Yeah. He's like, yep, that's works great. Works perfect. But at the same time, you know, do I really need um, a real that's been hand painted by an artist to have uh, you know a Grateful Dead logo on the side of it. No, yes, but do I like it? But do I think yes. it's cool? Sure. Am I going to pay for it? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, you know, a big part of fly fishing is being cooler than the next guy. It's all right. Oh yeah. Swag. That's oh, right. Yeah. You've Got to have that swagger. So uh, I, I'm saying strip set, man. If you if you can afford them, go get them. If you can't afford them, I'm strip setting the hell out of it. I mean, just because it's able. Yeah, I am an able. You're an fan able whore. Oh, absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent able whore. If I didn't just spend all my allowance on a Lego set, I would have the nippers here tonight. New nips. Yeah. Just because it's able. And I, and I mean, know. you know, it, it can be easily summed up like this. You know, nipples or nippers. I'm always going to look. And I'm going to play with them if I get a chance. Oh, for sure. For sure. Love so, to get a squeeze on a and good I pair of nippers. I have yeah. a lot better chance of squeezing the nippers than the nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> trout set for me, but okay. strip set for the idea. Right? Okay. I'm never going to buy a pair of $300 nippers. They're not $300. Oh. There's $289.90. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Jameson. I'm also not going to buy a pair of $300 pliers. I'm not going to do see, it. See, now. I'm not going to buy a I pair of $300 anything see, like that. I'll buy a reel that's expensive, right. but not a pair of nippers so, or pliers. But or, you have to give it to Abel. They mark it right. Tip, so yeah. when tip I it ring or the, whatever. The old school. Mm-hmm. plug. Abel Super shit. that had the screw inside of the drag knob. Okay. Instead of just a flush drag knob, how to have that? Well, you had to have the nippers that match, so you get the redfish nippers. And you're like, hmm, really hard find is finding that able knife. Oh, redfish. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Hatch just came out with a new reel. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, it looks like the a Jolly Roger. Yeah. yeah, and I was like. I don't own a hatch reel, but I'm really close but to maybe really? getting one. <laughs> I, oh, I've heard good things. Yeah. I've yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard good things about them. Yeah. I have hatch pliers. Oh. You know, I mean, I know that <laughs> you're not about a pair of pliers, but like <laughs> when when Mark and I, when Mark and I are fishing, between the pliers and the nippers and the high-end reels, <laughs> I, Mark, what is it? At least three to four times a trip, oh, we yeah. look at each other. As we're using our nippers or our pliers, so we say, I wonder what the poor people are doing today. <laughs> I, well, and Look some things, like, yeah, you can just replace $5 toenail clippers. You're not going to, like, replace them every three months. They're, they're not going to fall apart on you. But, like, I did go out and buy a nice pair of titanium pliers. See, and they stay in my boat box. 
and they they're there if I need them. That and I might love them. be the only thing. I might I might would get a pair of van stalls like once that, in so, my life, but the problem is well, here's with a, something like that I would never use. See, it. Larry would know because you got to go down the line. Like I said, you have the real, the nippers, the knife, and then I got the number one able pliers and the redfish. Do you wear all the same? Uh, He's got the redfish underwear too. Clothing too. I mean, oh, dude, are you all? Yeah. I see yeah, that. It's, it's all about the redfish. Yeah, but you know, here's the thing. So, like with reels, especially, I feel like if you invest in a high end reel, it's it's no different than buying a, a piece of artwork. Well, that's what right. we thought, and it's well. <laughs> <laughs> turns out it's a science. Well, theory. some art, you got well, the guy dies for it to be worth the money. Mark. There, there are there are some pieces of art that you find out are <laughs> knockoffs <laughs> that that look like they're high end art. Um, and then you find out it's that the artist, turd. yeah, it's a polished turd. <laughs> Really, we call those really shiny. <laughs> call those wobble pops. <laughs> um, but, wobble baby, wobble baby, wobble baby. No, but it, it becomes an heirloom piece, you uh-huh. know, that you can pass on to your child. Uh, and mean, you know, yes, I just and don't I, I, see a pair of nippers as an heirloom piece. I, I, I'm there not, with you. Not, I'm there with you. Right? Not a nippers, real maybe. but reels. No, maybe. there's no maybe on a reel. Reels definitely. Real. Like, you know, I could probably. It's probably why Emma's not going to go to college because I spend so much on reels. <laughs> Maybe if I get but one of those fifteen thousand dollar pure titanium ones, uh, what are they called? I mean, Charlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlton's. Yeah. I mean, Makos. You, well, in yeah. the end, you pay yeah. for Mako by get. Charlton or whatever. You know, you could get your. Why don't you get a Capusta? Oh no, I'm not Mako. One of those. I would get a Mako for sure, but but you wouldn't get nippers. No, interesting. <laughs> no, okay. So see, here's the thing, though. Right? Poor, he's a Mako, a Mako has <laughs> bold talk no. for someone who just attended his first Guinea rally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I am poor. Okay, but a Mako is a vital part of the fishing experience. There is a. Patented drag system on the Mako. Okay. Oh, don't don't tell me about patented drag systems. <laughs> listen, son. It's not a don't lever. Be a Thank you. Listen, Jameson. son. If you ain't dragging cork, you ain't dragging. Okay, big okay. able guy. We're past that. <laughs> but no, enjoy actually, we call him cork every able. couple years. All no, right. So in the end, you pay for what you get. Yeah, fully sealed. You could, fully sealed. You know, fully pay for your hatch, able, T-bore, Nautilus. Or you cheap out and go Avid Max on Amazon just because it's a good deal. But you have to buy one six months later because it blew out. Yeah. That's all that is. Nike, Reebok. I mean. Or. Listen, man, Nike shit blows <laughs> out too, okay? Just saying, you know, you your pay hatch, for what you get. I've seen a pair of hatch nippers be destroyed after week oh, no doubt. five of using them. No doubt. Same thing with Abel, same thing with all the major brands. And they spent $300 mm-hmm. for a pair of nippers that got blown up for no reason. It's a spring with sharp teeth. Same thing with pliers. Spicy springs. More often than not, expensive pliers and expensive sunglasses go over the side of the boat. I bought my expensive pliers 
hatch (laughs) simply because I was like, dude, that's the coolest color. That is the coolest fucking color pair of pliers I've ever seen. If that is what speaks to you, then that's fine. I'm just saying I would spend money on a reel because it actually makes a difference in fighting a fish. Dang, girl. Look at those Maybelline toenail clippers. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Maybelline. Those are strong ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cuts through <laughs> the toe fungus and everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know when you got the real good toenail clippers, when they look like a pair of... Uh, oh, vice grips. No. Uh, what are they? Wire cutters? Nipper or cutters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like um, I know what you're flush cuts. About. Yep. They look like a pair of flush cuts. Mm-hmm. Those are some serious toenail clippers there. <laughs> Those are medical grade. <laughs> oh, how did this conversation get so bad? Well, you started shit talking nippers pretty yeah. hard, and we just kind of kept going. Listen, Way past the deep end. If you want to come at me with your three hundred dollar pair of nippers and tell me how they're better than my, you know, uh, bathroom kit toenail clippers, I'd be more than happy to have that discussion. Can your your bathroom toenail clippers nip? Leader? Yes, they can. 120-pound fluoro. You want to know tipping? why they can? Because they have a lever action built in, which is so much stronger than your little fucking fingers trying to squeeze the two things uh, together. It's called mechanical advantage. Look it up. The advantage is clear. Sorry, I didn't go to school for mechanical um, <laughs> it's, leverage. It's like fashion. <laughs> Look it up. Duh. Just saying. I mean, well, I think the know, biggest takeaway from all this was going to be well, if you want to buy nice nippers, buy dude, well, it's them. No different, it's no different. It's no different than the fifty dollar hat. Yeah, right. you know, we all have a line that we draw somewhere. Exactly. Where it's like, no, I'm not doing that. It's right. getting hard these days, though. Oh yeah, it's that inflation. I mean, you know, ask just ask my wife. I'm the king of you know the good deal. Like, I have a very hard time pulling the trigger at full retail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's why I'm usually, like, three seasons behind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As, you know, fashionably. Um, but sometimes something will come out where I'm like, I got to get that. Mm-hmm. I got to get that, and I'm going to have to get it now because if I don't, it ain't going to be in the yeah. fucking bargain bin. It's yeah. just not going to be there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's when those sons of bitches with, you know, director of marketing or whatever on their door, that's when they win. But mm-hmm. 85%, 90% of the time, I win because <laughs> I can with, I can hold off and be like, no, I can wait. See, I'll I wait can. you out. I'll get my 40% off, and then I'll pull the trigger. Um, and if I miss it, I just go, well, that eh, was shitty anyway. Meant to be. Yeah. I can't because I always run out of 2XL. X. Yeah. If, if you're listening out there, advertise to Mark. So, because <laughs> I'll buy it. Do you want to know where the soft spot is in this oak table? I've got a. I'm actually going to do a story. I can't can't decide whether I'm going to do a story or a post on my own personal Instagram. Oh, so, shameless plug. I bought a 
at full price a long sleeve t-shirt Halle Brothers. Oh shit. Whoa. And oh, 50 bucks feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. So t-shirt? Yeah. And Is only 50. Cotton? Is that cotton you got there? Yeah, it's cotton. Oh, that's 65. Is that good? Good. <laughs> 65. So, got a hood? <laughs> no, it's not a hood. It's just a long sleeve t shirt. <coughs> and it's, um, it's got the, uh, stingray on the back of it. Oh, cool. And, uh, I was like, when I saw it, um, I had a short sleeve with the same design on the back of it that Wilds had sent me as a gift. And, like, when I got it, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I love this, you know? And, um, uh, so then, you know, a month or two later, I see that they have a long sleeve, you know, and I like the color and everything. So I bought it and it hung in the closet probably, you know, a couple, three weeks. And I remembered, oh, shit, I've got this. And this was back a month or two ago and uh, still cool out. And I had put it on in the morning because it was cool, a cool day. And I was, you know, walking around thinking I looked like I was one motherfucking heeding of the call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody on the block knew. It's a bad mother. That's Shut a bad mother. Bad Leroy Brown. <laughs> and Wyatt needed picking up at the boat ramp, so I picked him up. <clears throat> and this was one of his um, fabled... Um, <laughs> first or second, you know, camping trips. So when he gets back, the skiff is just like <laughs> mud covered, nasty as shit. And, uh, I helped him clean the skiff. And the last thing that we did is we mixed up a little bit of, uh, bleach mm. and water to, to clean the, and when I tossed it into the skiff, it splashed. And it got on my fucking mm. shirt. Damn. And before I could even get in the house, hoping to be able to strip it off and like, you know, save it, save it possibly. Yeah. It's got white, you know, bleach marks all over it. So I'm like, kick ass tie dye. And I, <laughs> I, I, well I literally cut the tags off of it that morning and Damn. worn it like an hour Shit. before that happened. That hurts. It's so like, it's like Mark on Spaghetti Night. So it gets oh, it gets worse. Stain. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. So like I really, really liked that shirt. Like really did. Like it was one of the, it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Um, they they asked me to heed the call and I did. Yep. I, I I was I, I truly liked that shirt a lot. I don't like it now that it's. <laughs> Got bleach, bleach marks on it. I still have it. Trash. I haven't been able to put it in the trash yet. Good, good work shirt. Boat rag. So I went. I went back. I was like, you know, thank you, sir. Can I have another? And I went to their website, and motherfucking two XL was sold out. Yep. Damn. Because you can't get the XL. No. Blend Because then it. It's too short. It's too short. So, I guess. What I'm saying is, do you guys think it's worth it if I did a post that said, if you happen to see this shirt? Because it's not, it's like from, like, yeah, at I your local it. fly shop or what, you know, and you see that they have a 2XL. Let me know, because it's no longer available on the Howler yep. site. I wonder if there's one 
you know, Float on a right rack somewhere. So, because I want it. I say Post yes. It. Yeah. I mean, it's summertime. I'm not going to wear a because long sleeve now. I feel the. I feel the same way. Emma and I used to share the tarpon howler. Uh huh. And we have both, you know, since outgrowing our sizes. But they don't. Well, one of you has an excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they don't do that design anymore. It's like, man, memories. Love to have that navy shirt with. That's long gone. Larry has a better chance of. Well, here's why I say go for it. Because I pretty hard fell in love with the jellyfish gaucho. Uh-huh. And it was that came out back when I was not making as good of money. And so I didn't pick it up thinking I'd maybe catch it on the sale. My size sold out and recently decided I had to have it. And thankfully someone, you know, I, my mom got it for me as a birthday present, but on eBay, it was quite a bit more than, I was say, oh, yeah. check the evil bay. It'll be on there, but for twice the price, 165 bucks. Yeah. Well, no, I can see like that they have being all the gauchos. Yeah, I'm saying the gauchos, but I I'm just looking for it's just a cotton t-shirt, like no, long sleeve. I know, but what I'm getting at, like if you can't get it, put it out now. It, try it, putting it out because someone will put it up on eBay and it's going to be more. So I know howlers come out with them, but I'm just going to go with the generic ones. The how do you pronounce Huayabera? Yeah, the little Cuban mm-hmm. four pocket. The Guayabera. Guero. I think it's pronounced so guava. Havelina. Then you can get pants to match. You know, that's, that's the new. Why do you keep looking at me? You know what I really want is like an Adidas tracksuit, <laughs> like '80s style. Yeah, you want matching? What yeah, was that, what was that thing? Was it do a they? Iron Curtain Cold War style? Was it a chili pepper or a bullhorn? Oh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's Taurus symbol. It's a horn. No, oh, I thought it was a chili pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a name for it. It wasn't just that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it had to do with astrology or something. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Roasted. Edge red. If anybody has any Hawaiians they're not using, send them my way. Oh, really? Oh, Hawaiian shirts? Oh, I'm a big Hawaiian collector. Okay. Dude, you've got to go to Boone. Boone's got a good Hawaiian selection. <laughs> Dude, there is a resale shop in Boone, North Carolina. <laughs> yes, there Hell is. yeah. That has a round hanger rack the size of the old oak table that is nothing but Decent. Hawaiian party shirts. I... And, and the reason, you know, like when we were up there uh, over spring break, um, Alon, um, my friend that, that lives over in Spruce Creek, he, much like you, is a Hawaiian shirt aficionado. And when I was up there, had I known that you were as well, I would have done the same. I actually walked all the way around it so that like my, <laughs> my clip was, you know, this fucking just Hawaiians. And sent it to him, and he was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> the 
my in-laws when they do this the day after thanksgiving they do this cookie party which is just they make a buttload of sugar cookies and decorate them but it's always themed for christmas yes and this year's theme was luau and so her dad ordered hawaiian t-shirts but he got them like made in from hawaii because he's like they have to be authentic and yeah and he's like this one's yours. Now it's still at their house, but I will track I mean, that down and bring that for you. He does. Have it's pretty good looking. Shoes. There's. He does have good <laughs> shoes. I actually saw a Hawaiian shirt in the past two weeks, three weeks on Instagram. It was an Instagram ad, and when I saw it, it was much like my Howler Brothers T-shirt. I I looked at it and I was like. I love it. Gotta have Gotta it. Have it. And I was like, Shannon, come check this out. Is it like, <laughs> it, 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 am I high here, or is this like, you know, this good? She's like, no, that's really cool. And I was like, all right, cool. Sold out. Bummer. Every size sold oh out, gosh. and I'm like, and you're still running an ad on Instagram. Like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but then they had a thing where you can sign up for when they come back Re- in stock. Restock. So I'm I'm signed up. Right. I'm I'm ready to pull the trigger. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> hey Ben. Yeah. Techno wannabe said, "I thought Ben was the Lego nerd." <laughs> ben, okay. <laughs> to be fair, two minutes ago, to be fair, <laughs> nerd. I, as far as the oak table is concerned, am the OG Lego nerd. You have surpassed me on grounds that we'll call the Jurassic Park quote: "Life finds a way." I would like a new truck. I would like... Right. Priorities are different. And so I yes. have made a commitment that I will not purchase a Lego set <laughs> until I have... But you'll buy a rod rack. Oh, you should have yeah. told me I've got three. Yeah. That I don't need. 100%. <laughs> um, I will not buy a Lego set until I have a new truck. I have what I want picked out. <laughs> Not going to happen, but yes. Oh, yeah. Susan told me it's not going to happen, ever. I have the green light ever. once a few I don't. priorities get met. I don't. So it's going to happen. That would be the $800 Millennium Falcon. Ultimate Collector Series. series. <laughs> I have the Ultimate Collector <laughs> Series Slave 1. $800 for a fucking Lego <laughs> okay. set? It's, it's not a it's, Lego set. It's as big as my arm to you. It's huge. Uh, so, like, so, like, pieces. so, like, why it's Millennium Falcon that's in Four there times bigger, at least. Is, yeah. That's just that's the, that's the children's poor man's play. version. I have that version. I have that version. <laughs> I... I floated this idea thinking I was just going to get laughed at. I have a story for this. And Tizzy was like, yeah, after X, Y, and Z happens 100%, you you can go for it. Dang. So that's that. To get what? The $800 Millennium Falcon. I will own this. Ultimate collector edition. This is 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 the one benefit to being dinks that I'm going to enjoy now. (laughs) And... Yeah. This is a a custom shop that takes random Lego pieces and assembles them to create as realistic as possible recreations of the actual thing. Okay, so it's not an actual 
from Lego. It's some. No, it is from Lego. Well, I know they're made of Lego, but no, no, no. no Lego it's... produces it. Oh, Lego produces it. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought it was a separate company. They've always to scale. So, like, whatever. You thought it was like an icon, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, exactly. No Bronco <laughs> or an icon. Oh, no, don't get me started on a Bronco. Disappointment. Anybody else see that the that Ford has bestowed uh, at least one fly fishing influencer a Ford Bronco? No, I did. And, and Oliver? No, no, no. Hmm. And they were like, guess. they were like, please help me name my Bronco. Hmm. And Wh- I was like, Willie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Is it? Did I say water buffalo? <laughs> the Zants Vans? No. Damn. Wow. Really? Is it Frank Smethers? Well. Did they bestow it to him or did he just happen to be lucky enough to get one? No. He he's he's an ambassador for the for Ford. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean yeah. I'm an he ambassador does. for Ford, but in a kind of backwards roundabout he way. Does it. I just do really bad PR for, for Chevy. He does it. He does stuff. It's not a real Bronco, though, folks. It's not. Was it one of the sports? It's a Bronco 2 with four doors. If Well, you guys are too young to know about the Bronco 2. I know Bronco about the Bronco 2. <laughs> Bronco 2s are badass. Bronco, Bronco 2 had too much built, glass. Too That's much what the glass 2 was. Built on a Ford Ranger chassis. Yeah, I know about the Bronco 2. <laughs> Don't recite the deep magic to me. I was there when it was written. Still better than a Ram Charger. No. No. I know. My father-in-law has a I'll take a F-350 Centurion, which is... Ooh, that's like a limousine. Well, here's well, here's how the OG, when you had to buy, you had to buy the 350 and the Bronco, and then they would cut them and put the Bronco bed on the 350. Does it have the blue velvet interior? No, it's gray because it's a black Centurion. Okay. Giant wood dash, like looks just like the oak table, but all wood dash. Remember the old Explorer? He bought it from the SUV. Mm -hmm. Somebody they made some in diesel with barn doors in the back, like the mid two thousands Explorer. Really? Talking about the Explorer, um, the Exploder. It was the Explorer Sport. Is what you're talking about? Well, I had a what, I had a maybe. sport. What are you talking about? But it was only the a little Explorer. It was either the Explorer or the Expedition. Expedition has the barn doors. With the yeah. barn doors yeah. and a diesel. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Excursion. Excursion. Excuse me. Yes. I used to work with a guy who had one, and he raced. Um, Those are collector's items nowadays. Nice. His is mint. He races. Eddie he Bauer. and his daughter. <laughs> Like hydrofoils. Power edition. Um, you know those hydroplane boats? Oh, like Miss Budweiser? Those kind of things? Oh, no. Miss Budweiser. Wow. Like the with the front two fins. And then yeah, like Miss Budweiser. T- yeah. yeah, like Miss yeah. Budweiser. He, raced, he and his <laughs> daughter both raced them, and he tows them with that. With the 7.3. With the trailer like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Miss Budweiser. Wow. I mean, that's an iconic. That is. That's. that's man, rocket. Mm-hmm. Super boat races in Key West. None of you guys are real NASCAR fans. No. No, no not, really. not really. 
Yeah. I'll watch Sorry. the good ones. I know we're disappointing sometimes. I just know how to count. We just had One, the... two, Dale... <laughs> Four, five, six, seven, junior. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Where have it's we on. gone? Well, <laughs> is, there, is there anything else we want to talk about? No, I'm, I'm sure we could keep firing from there. Praise hell, praise Dale. Paint it black, put a three on the side. I saw, I saw, uh, RV like completely clapped out for sale on Marketplace a couple years ago. That was like spray painted matte black with a three on the side. Did you did you watch uh, Cletus? Um, one of the guys that works for him, I guess, drives to and from the shop like you know an hour each way, mm-hmm. and Cletus got him. Um, Early nineties, mid nineties, Monte Carlo, <laughs> Dale Earnhardt edition, and and wrapped it, and it looks. I mean, and put the wheels on and everything, and like driving down the highway. It look like it's got the three on the door. It's got Goodyear racing tires on it, like you know, with tread. But um, does it come with the mustache? He says, he, Sweet like, baby Jesus revelation has come. Dale is back. <laughs> he was talking about, like, when he drives to and from work now, it's like, you know, guys are always coming up, giving me the fucking thumbs up. And so that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's just certain things that, you know, are amazing like just they carry their own fucking weight you know like the white bronco yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah white 90s bronco yes i remember watching that live oh live do you know what the white bronco is oj bronco oh, okay the oj yeah. bronco somebody down the sure. street from no, me has one I better snag that yeah one of my professors had one but the stripe was Florida Gators colors. Gross. Played at the University of Florida. So and they was, still employed them at your school? Yeah. Weird. Wow. No comment. <laughs> he wasn't my favorite. So one of Shannon's girlfriends, her husband had an OJ Bronco. <laughs> and he listed it for sale. Shaquille O'Neal came and bought it. Oh, oh shit. That's pretty badass. Yeah. My dad had one. His was gray, though, not white. Good game. You'd have to drive from the back seat. Oh, oh he'll shit. get it custom. They're pretty big. I mean, I know they're no, big, but... No, it's not Shaq big. It's no not car Shaq. is Shaq okay, big. That's no. Every car he gets, he has to custom fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. My dad also had a K5 Blazer. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I wish he still had that. I'd have bought yeah. that from him. You know what? The ultimate to me would be the K5 U.S. military version with yep. the diesel. With the diesel. Mm. I was just about that. Oh, so that's the shit right there. Mine is the uh, the Grand Wagoneer wood panel. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the new one? Holy oh, cow. Shit. Proud of that. That son of a bitch is 105 thousand dollars holy fuck it's that's a, it's, it's, it's exactly that's a fucking chittum <laughs> same that is a chittum <laughs> damn you're right just got 
You can't fish out of a fucking wagon here. Well, no, you oh, think it's about too it. nice too. It's like a Range Rover now. Oh yeah, on the passenger side dash, there's a a screen, touch screen. It's got more screens. Oh, and it's yeah. got shit. It's not a Wagoneer. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I saw the other day? Chittimer Jeep. So the the before hold on. Yeah. So the the Wagoneer, um, I guess it'd be a cousin to the Wagoneer, or maybe it's just a version of the Wagoneer. The Ranchero. I like the Rancheros. Yeah. yeah. The Ranchero, yeah. I think I like better than the Wagoneer. Yeah. And maybe that's just a... Mitsubishi Raider. The old oh, yeah. yeah. Very Cherokees cool. were pretty dope. Yeah. With the Wagoneer front end. Are you talking like the little square body, just the Cherokee, not the Grand Cherokee? No. No, not, not Cherokee. I meant Gladiator. Uh-huh. With the Wagoneer from basically the front to the door. Uh-huh. And then yep. truck bed from then on. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was the... Uh, Commando. Spot. Yep. Commando. Um, let's shift to two wheels. Are Ooh. any of you guys familiar with a Roku? Yeah, I have that for TV service. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them boxes. I got one of them boxes. I think I'm saying it right. It's uh, a two-wheel drive motorcycle. Really? It's like a... That's pretty interesting. Oh, that's, is that the one where it's... Um, they're big tires and they yeah. have gas tanks on the inside? Uh-huh. Yeah. On the inside of the tire? Yeah, so it was like a Seems survival bike. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's got these... Oh. I think it's cool. called a Roku. I think they are. And it's They're like seven driven. grand, maybe. <laughs> or maybe they're... Hang on. I don't know that they make them anymore. I, I know how to end old. you quickly. No, I really want a somebody. three-wheeler. If somebody's got a three-wheeler out there... So Jimmy up in Alaska just got one of those. Yeah. Some old dude had it up there. I was going to say, do you know how bad I hurt myself as oh, a I'm young sure. child? Oh, I'm sure. I know I'm going to... Rokon. 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 Yeah. Not a... Roku. <laughs> yeah, well, it's close enough. Close enough. You got was, three quarters of it. I was yeah. in the ballpark. Yep. Speaking of ballpark, when are we all going to go to a damn baseball game? I need to. I we went listen. and had sushi around the corner from the ballpark the other evening. Mm. The lights were on; they were playing. I was just like, it's, "Man, we, we need to be going soon rather yeah. than later." We were in Publix last night. Emma saw like the fifty-pound bag of peanuts mm-hmm. that they keep there, and she's like, "Why do you need that many peanuts?" Maybe girl, baseball is a long season. <laughs> Nothing oh. better. Oh. After and a my, nice dog. Yeah. After my last trip to the ballpark, I don't know. It's going to be tough to top that one. Fenway's a little bit different. It, it's a little different than the uh, Daytona. Although, I could probably get a jacket for much cheaper at Daytona. You were, I yeah. would think so. You, were, uh, you bought a jacket while you were up there? Well, my dumbass. Well, let's talk about nippers for a second, yeah. Jameson. You were my right. dumbass didn't bring any long sleeve mm. clothes well, to Boston thought, right. in the beginning of May because I thought, <laughs> well, it's 90 degrees here. It's got to be at least Fair 60, enough. 70 there. Yeah. I'd land and it's fucking 45. Right. And I didn't have time to go get a jacket. So Who were they were, playing? You were right field. Uh, Angels. You were you were Third monster base. side. No, he was left. Uh, monsters left on field. the left. Third base side. I was. We were like no, monsters. Monsters on the left field. Oh yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> <laughs> Come backwards. It's all right. <laughs> they won four nothing. Nope. Two Bob, yeah. two homers. Who who were they playing? Angels. Angels. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 
Yeah, that's yeah. It's a, it's a hell of a ballpark. Yeah. Um, if you haven't been and you're in the area, take take the chance. It's just for even a historic just to sit and see. Again. Well worth going. Yeah. Well worth going. And the seventh inning stretch there cannot be beat like by nothing. any other ballpark. Oh my gosh. Period. Full yeah. stop. Done. Yep. So. Chills. Yes. Absolutely. Not because I was cold. Right. Because <laughs> he had the new jacket. $75 hoodie, my friend. hey But my grandmother would roll over in her grave if I wore anything with that B on it. No, I'm sure. So I had to get a, a Fenway Park Sitco logo. Jacket. I got you. Okay. Yeah. It's tasteful. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think... Uh, we covered everything. <laughs> we've we've uh, from here to the moon and back. Yeah, hey, shout out to Space Welder on the successful yeah, launch. His yeah, Starliner. Shout out to the Space Coast, man. I mean, Just there's so many launches going off. off. Fire right. Like it's like I walk outside in the morning to let the dog out. I'm like. What's that sound? Right. Holy fuck, there's a rocket going. It's, like It's just happening they, so they often. They can't even now. tell you fast enough. Yeah, you can't even keep up with it It's now. the only thing I text Larry about anymore. Oh, at the emergency dispatch. Oh, Larry, hey, heads up. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. You know, you sent me the uh, ADSB on that um, four-engine plane. What was, I mean, like, I'd have to go back and look. So... It's, and when I went on ADSB and looked, there was a secondary target with it, which I don't understand. I saw that, yeah. And I and like I didn't see any other plane around there's, it when it went. There's by. not, so I don't know. I saw that as well, but that plane is a Boeing. Yeah, it's D2. it's an old seven oh seven, but Delft bomber. But I don't know, yeah. like what, like you know, is it a SR seventy one recon or a, it is okay, but it's not special operations. Okay, so I don't know. Yeah, well, it was funny because when you when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, and I was I had my laptop and I just popped it up on the laptop and I was like, shit, it's gonna fly right by the house. So I like mm-hmm. ran outside yeah. and there was like broken clouds. And it was going in the opening. By the time I got my phone out, I was going to send you a picture because it was only at 10K, so it was easily seen. Yeah, he came straight across, and it was impressive because he took off from the Cape. Oh, okay. Yeah, from the the Air Force Station? Oh, from the shuttle strip. Okay. Um, When I I was doing uh, fly casting lessons the other day, um, there was a P-51 flying around, and... Low over the lagoon, hmm. just that's awesome. Making that beautiful sound that they make, mm-hmm. and it was flying in and out of Daytona Beach, that's which I thought fighter. was weird. There's been a starfighter flying around too. Oh, cool! That's a NASA bird mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, you know. To recap, get your friends together, build that community, have fun, fun first. Fly yeah. fishing second. First and foremost. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate ever, appreciate everybody coming out to the event that we just did. We appreciate all the support that we get from you guys as listeners. You are our sponsor. Uh, quite a few of you recently have been coming in to 
the shop and supporting us by buying merchandise. We appreciate that more than you know. Helps us uh, keep the lights on, keep our bellies full before we do a podcast mm-hmm. and a couple of beers in the fridge. Um, just to let you know, they are doing work on the jetty up at Ponce Inlet, but there's no reason that the uh, mail barge can't get through. So, uh, you know, we haven't seen it make it down to Oak Hill in a while. So that's another way that you can support the podcast. Until the next time, this is episode 79 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. We will see y'all when we see y'all. And hopefully we won't make it 30 days till we put another one out. Travelers keep on whispering I'll be lost in fear and trembling A heart that's wondering Is always wandering Just the light.